It's Saturday, October 1st, 2016, the first ever National Ghost Hunting Day. What better night to pick for our annual Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show? Well, we probably could have picked a better night. It's raining out there. It's cold and it's wet and it's damp. But we've got teams all over the Bridgewater Triangle ready to call in and ready to interact with us and you as we broadcast live right here on YouTube. Episode 474 of Spooky South Coast starts right now. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa and Stephanie Burke. We are here with our annual Bridgewater Triangle investigation show. We do it each and every year. And who would have thought when we started doing this 10 years ago that we'd still be doing it all this time later? I mean, we really didn't. We really didn't think that we were going to be on the air doing this show. But once it became kind of understandable to us that the station just didn't know we were still coming in on Saturday nights and they didn't care that we were doing I feel so weird because I'm so much higher than I usually am. <laughs> I don't mean to be looking down on you, but <laughs> I'm looking down on you. Uh, but, you know, we, we certainly never thought that the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show would become this big annual thing. We just thought it would be a cool idea, something different, to get everybody on the same page on the same day and have them all out in the field investigating and reporting back to us what was going on. So essentially, you could almost say, we invented National Ghost Hunting Day. Yeah, pretty much. Ten years ago. But we just didn't call it that, and we never picked an actual date to do it on every year. Right. So uh, what do you think about this initiative? Because at first I was kind of like, lame, because there's a national everything day. I work in food service during the day. And we get all these memos like, Tuesday is National Pancake Day, Wednesday is National... You know, it's we have a day for everything. Well, I also saw today was National Black Dog Day. I don't know how true that is, but people are posting about it. And I have a well, black dog, so... We take that very seriously here. Black dogs matter. Do they? South Coast, yes. Do they? Are those hellhounds or just... All black dogs matter. Okay. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about the whole national National Ghost Hunting Day. I guess it it brings it to people's awareness that may not necessarily think it's a thing and or I think know it's, it's a thing. Kind of like a day to give recognition to people who in theory do this for the right reasons and aren't looking for recognition. And dedicate their life's work to it maybe. Which a lot of people are out there doing that and all right. a lot of our groups are certainly out there doing it tonight. It's a thankless job doing the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation show. Uh, on their end, because we're in here eating, you know, pizza and chicken wings, and th- because tonight's show is fueled by Seven Eleven, because uh, we actually have this. Not that they, not that they sponsored it or anything, but they should have. I just, I went to Seven <laughs> Eleven 
right here. And I was like, let me get some of those pizzas over there. And can I get some of those chicken wings? And can I get a bottle of Mountain Dew? Just and like that. What else? What else is in there? I don't know. I, I don't know. There could be a lot of things. Is, in is there. there anything I can get for you, Matt, while I'm here? <laughs> uh, some taquitos. Oh, taquitos. Dogs. Yes, on the rollers. Oh, do they have roller dogs? <laughs> the roller dogs. It sounds disgusting. Roller Hot dogs dog. that have been, you know, they're really, uh, great when they're aged on that roller thing. I, I can't tell. Am I, am I, I'm standing outside the 7-Eleven right now? You're outside. Yes, you're not inside. So I'm in the parking lot. You are. So I'm basically loitering right now. Yes. Broadcasting live from outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost we've, better than broadcasting from the Lakeville Library. We've, uh, we've stepped our game up, folks. Yes. Matt Costa delivering with the green screen. Right. Loving it. So we're going to have some fun with this throughout the course of the night, but the reason why we have it is because Behind us, we'll be able to bring up some of the stuff that you will see on the show tonight. Matt's going to be bringing stuff in throughout the video feed. Stephanie's over there handling all the social media. We have the teams out there in the Bridgewater Triangle. And they are out there uh, tweeting, posting pictures on Instagram, on Facebook, doing Periscope, going Facebook Live, all these videos. So we're trying to get all of that out to you as quickly as we can at the same time. But just keep in mind that some of it we're not able to get to live. We're going to miss some of it. It's just the nature of trying to do this on the fly. But keep in mind that we will also share that with you, you know, on our page later on. So even if you miss it now as the show's going live, go back and check out our feed after the show. And you can catch all the little bits of, of audio and video and everything else that is happening out there in the field. So if you look behind me right now, you can actually see this great map that Chris Balzano has put together of the Bridgewater Triangle area and you can see where we have teams positioned now matt this this uh map is also up on our website is that the deal uh yep it's on the main page of the website so if you go right to spookysouthcoast.com you can actually see that map and you can see interactively where people are so that's i think is something that you know is a, a new and different endeavor for us we've talked about doing this in the past but now you'll have a better sense of where these people are so you can get an idea of where some of these active hotspots are within the triangle because the idea here is that we're bringing the Bridgewater Triangle to a national and an international audience where, you know, it's easy for us to say, oh, where are you? Oh, I'm right down 24. Oh, okay, we know exactly where you are. But other people around the world are like, I know about this Bridgewater Triangle. I've heard about this Bridgewater Triangle, but I have no idea exactly what we're talking about when it comes to the specifics. So... Now you can kind of see that visual representation behind us. We also want to keep everybody in, have everybody keep in mind too tonight that we are broadcasting solely on YouTube right now. The Red Sox were on the station. We don't know how far they are. We'll keep an eye on it. At some point we may click over and go live on the radio. But we are going to take this as if we were on the radio because we're still going to be rebroadcasting it on the Dark Matter Radio Network. We know that people still expect a you know, suitable for work podcast out of us. So just because we're YouTube only, we're going to keep the language and, and everything kind of like as if we were on the radio. But also, things are bound to go wrong. So there might be some F-bombs that are dropped. Yikes. I'll try to let you guys know when we're on the radio so that, you know, when all hell breaks loose. And Matt yells out, shit! <laughs> Hello that he has to pay an FCC fine for that. But groups, please keep that in mind. If you're out, if you're listening groups, please... Just keep in mind when we call you and when you check in, Stephanie, you can remind them when you call them. Okay. To just let them know that, assume that you're being broadcast on the radio. Right. All right. So we have groups that are out there all over, all over the Bridgewater Triangle. We have DLH Paranormal. Uh, that's Deb, Heather, Laura, and Cindy. They are out in the Freetown State Forest. 
Uh, Kira will be on the Skim Milk Bridge in just a little while. Uh, out in the Hockamock Swamp, we have Katie, Corey, Ross, and Julie. Out at Anawan Rock, we have a big group. We have Mark, Miranda, Deb, Nick, and Chrissy. And also out at the Keith House, we have the team from Transcendental Truths, Melody, Mindy, Dave, along with uh, Old Bridgewater Historical Society members Kim and Carolyn. So we've got teams all over the triangle. You can see on the map that we have them spread out. Sometimes we have people in even more locations. The weather played a factor tonight uh, for a lot of these locations. Access played a factor for a lot of these locations. You know, it's one thing for a team to say, hey, we're more than willing to go out there and stand out in the rain and go to, say, Oak Grove Cemetery. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's another thing for the people who are in charge of it to say, yeah, we have no problem going out in the rain and waiting for you. You know, so that's that's part of the the issue with this. But uh, we do have teams kind of all all over out there, and the idea is that they are investigating. They are actually conducting a paranormal investigation through their own way. We don't direct the investigation in any way. We don't tell them what to do. We don't tell them how to do it. The idea is completely that they run completely their own investigation, and they're just checking in with us to let us know what's going on. So. You won't hear me saying to them, well, why don't you try this? Or, you know, why don't you do this? One thing we had talked about was trying to get everybody connected at the same time and doing one big group EVP session. But I don't, I don't think that's going to work out just with the way the technology is working against us tonight, as always. And, uh, so that's something we can certainly look at for, uh, going forward down the future, maybe for the 11th annual Bridgewater Triangle show. But for now, you know, I'm just impressed that we're able to, just the green screen alone is pretty awesome. I'm I'm just afraid of what Matt's going to come up with to put behind me. That's why I had to put a monitor so I could see it. Right. Because otherwise I know, like, I could be turning around and there could be, like, a naked ghost. A naked ghost. Something, you know, you never know with him. A full frontal apparition. Ab- ab- uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Totally possible. So all these groups are out there. They're all investigating as part of the show tonight, and we will be checking in with them uh, during the course of the next couple of hours. Uh, and groups, just be aware, you know, we, we might not get to you as frequently as you want, but that's why we have the Twitter option, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook Live, Periscope, all of those are so that people can keep up to date with what's going on with your investigation during the course of the show. Listen, I'm not going to be offended, people who are watching and listening out there, if you decide to stop paying attention to the YouTube feed of the show for a moment and just go and watch somebody's Periscope video or watch their Facebook Live video. That's the idea behind this. You know, the show will be podcast. The show will be video archived for you to check out. So certainly do that because it's all about the groups tonight. It's all about the investigations. It's all about the Bridgewater Triangle. Now, we've been doing this, as I said, for 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Sending teams out there while we sit back here and eat pizza and chicken wings. And gummy bears. Although this is a first. We we usually haven't catered the Triangle Show. Right. This is because we thought we were going to have help in here. We did think that. We thought we were going to have interns. Everybody apparently had something better to do. Maybe we don't have friends. Well, we don't. There there was the October Fest. Oh, was there? Well, that figures. Nobody invited us. To what? October Fest. Oh, yes. I did see that. They knew we weren't going to go. That's why they didn't invite us. So, but people have been asking us, they're like, you know, you, you do this Bridgewater Triangle show for years. You run events. When are you going to do an event in the Bridgewater Triangle? 
Ooh, Tim, when are we doing an event in the Bridgewater Triangle? Well, the answer to that question would be November 5th. The problem is, is all these years we couldn't find a location. That was very natural. That was. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> we, we couldn't find a location that was a good fit for an event the way that we run events. Right. And you find a lot of these places that are small and you say, okay, well, we could bring like five people there on a night. Mm-hmm. But what's the point in that? Because then just five people get to go and then 50 people are going to feel like they were left out. And we, unless we, you're going to be there every night or every weekend for two months, you know, cycling everybody through. Right. You need to have a night where everybody, and plus, you know, it's not really worth it for the historical societies to let us in if they're not going to make some good money off the event. So we have put together an event like we've never done before. Kind of, you know the Wareham event that we do? Ghost of the Gateway, where we have four different buildings that we investigate, but they're all kind of right on top of each other, so you don't really have to go all that far. Well, we're going to kick that up a notch on November 5th when we actually go inside the Bridgewater Triangle with Spooky South Coast. We've been talking about the Triangle now for for a decade. This is your chance to get out there and experience it. Uh, You will actually get to investigate four unique sites as part of this night. I'm just throwing out the promotion part of this at the beginning, just so that because we're going to reference it later on uh, when we connect with one of our groups that's actually at the Keith House. But the Keith House, the Reverend Keith Parsonage, it's the oldest parsonage in America, the Americas. Wow, sixteen sixty-two. We oh. investigate the Faring Tavern from sixteen ninety. We think that's cool. This is twenty-eight years before the Faring Tavern was even built, sixteen sixty-two. So we get to rep- – and this this night is kind of all about the Reverend James Keith and his family because we're going to investigate that house mm-hmm. where he lived. We're going to investigate War Memorial Park, which is just an awesome park. If you've never been to War Memorial Park in Re- West Bridgewater, it's got little tunnels. It's got a covered bridge. It's got all these different walkways. But one of the big features of War Memorial Park is Pulpit Rock. And it's said to be the pulpit that Reverend Keith used when he first came to Bridgewater. Before they had built the church, he would give his sermons on this rock. Which is awesome. So we'll get a chance to be there as part of the event. Then we're also going to do the old cemetery, which is a little bit further down the street, where the Reverend Keith and his wife and other members of the family are interred. And then the other location, the final location, that's kind of going to be our headquarters for the night as well, is the circa 1900 Old Bridgewater Historical Society headquarters building. Wow. Now, the Keith House has been investigated a few times because there's some people involved with the Historical Society that are also involved in the paranormal. And our friends from DART conducted an investigation there not that long ago. So it has been investigated a few times. The Old Bridgewater Historical Society building has never been investigated. This will be the first time ever. It's three floors. There's the main floor. There's the attic. And then there's the basement, which is just full of archives and little corners and nooks and crannies to investigate. And I I was there. I can tell you it was really weird and creepy down there. I loved it. And <laughs> But the main room is also filled with artifacts going as far back as King Philip's War. Which is so creepy. I mean, they have Reverend Keith's spectacles in a glass case. They have arrowheads and, and other weapons and tools from King Philip's War in the glass case. These things are going to be there in that room, carrying all their own attached energies the night that we investigate. Have I ever told you the story of the time that I touched artifacts from King Philip's War at the Lakeville Library? No. Well, you, you, you've 
mentioned it to me, but you've never told it on the air. So Yeah, probably one of the creepiest things that have ever happened to me. So oh, you want me to tell the story? Yes, tell the story. I don't know if we had time. Um, uh, we have like another two hours. Oh, go. okay, cool. Um, I didn't want to cut you off. I uh, I went down there as part of like a cable access show that I was filming at the time just to see the different artifacts. I'm a huge history nerd. Anybody that's heard me talk before, met me in person, you know that. Um, and for like a promo shot or something of the sort, they wanted me to pick up one of the... Uh, the artifacts, I think it was like an old, an old gun or spear or something of that sort. And I remember feeling like I shouldn't touch it, but I was trying to be a good sport. So I ended up doing that. Um, long story short, I started coming home to my parents' house, which was built in 1792. It's like Grand Central Station. It was part of the Underground Railroad. It's just open for activity. And I kept seeing little children running past me. And it got to the point where I wasn't the only one seeing them. So I would kind of ignore it and just, you know, walk off until I knew it was a foreign energy. It wasn't something that was going away. Um, and I started to have nightmares every single night of what actually happened to these children. But I would be in like, I guess you could say like perspective of them or perspective of like their mother. Like then I would pull out of that perspective and like see it from a third person point of view. And I was set in Lakeville. Um, it was weird because if you have different dreams like that, you're kind of like mixed with your own memories plus like what's going on. So my grandmother's house was in Lakeville. So I remember feeling like I was there or someplace like that. But yeah, no place in a dream is ever exactly like right. It is in, in so, um, but that was at least my cue that. I was in Lakeville, so it was my tie back to how I might have come across these energies. And um, the children were showing me that they were killed by their mother, and it was horrible. Like, to, to dream about that every night was awful. I remember feeling like they all of a sudden, like, waking up, I felt something next to me. And um, I was in bed with my husband at the time. And um, That's a different husband than you have now? Oh, yes. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to think of like, I wasn't alone. I know, I know. So he was on my right wanted, side. I just to throw you off. And I, I felt what felt like a body on my left side. And I remember almost like jerking awake and like flying toward my husband. And when I looked, there was a very small imprint of a body right next to me. And I remember feeling so freaked out by it. And my husband ended up saying like he was feeling people touching him. Um, like, like little people, you know, like little hands or, um, different things like that and it took a while to get rid of them and to cross them over husband, you mean? yes okay um just you're, make sure you're I taking this so yes. seriously um it took a while to to cross over there was three children and they all followed me home but all because i touched those artifacts and nightmare after nightmare and feeling you know people crawling into my bed and laying next to me and it was uh it wasn't malicious but it's very creepy to feel that so um I have learned my lesson on not to touch artifacts since then, and uh, especially King Philip's Wars artifacts. Well, well, that might change on this night. I'm not touching them. Well, you know, I don't think you'll be touching them because they're in the okay, glass good. case. Good. But you know, you maybe you'll have some different memories mm-hmm. and experiences, uh, and pick up on some different energies from these. But hey, you never know. So the event again is happening November 5th. Uh, it'll be going inside the Bridgewater Triangle. Again, as I mentioned, there's some space between these buildings and between these locations. So it's going to be two of the locations are outside. It's going to be November 5th. It's probably going to be a little chilly. There's the possibility of inclement weather. Mm-hmm. We're going to have 
a little bit of a distance to get to, which means you'll probably want to take your car from one location to another. Parking is not really that much of an issue. We should be able to kind of share cars with each other to get to the location. Literally, it's going to take like three minutes to drive from one spot to the other. If but that. just be aware that that will be happening mm-hmm. and that will be part of the event. So don't show up with like your tank on E and then be <laughs> like, how am I going to get over to the cemetery? Right. And uh, also, uh, one of the other things that we want to make people aware about with this event is this is the first time they've ever done anything like this. And I've convinced the old Bridgewater Historical Society that our people, that our guests, our attendees are the best out there. So... You know, you've got you've got a reputation to live up to. I think I agree with that. Yes, I'm not worried. But uh, again, this will be it'll be a ninety nine dollar ticket, like all of our events are, as we try to keep most of our events too. And it's happening Saturday, November fifth. The event information is up on SpookySouthCoast.com, and I am actually going to share it on Twitter. So is it officially right live now? It's it's going to be officially live in like two that minutes. That is awesome. You, if you want to stretch while I type this. Okay, I yeah, can do that. Okay. I can tell you more stories. You want more stories? Sure. Um, I don't know if I have any good Bridgewater Triangle stories. Actually, I probably do, but I, I usually forget about them. I uh, I have plenty of Freetown State Forest stories. All right, I'm done, so. Okay. That's that's the end of... Uh... All right, so I just told stories about stories instead. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me make sure I put the right link and not the... The link to the YouTube. Right. I want to make sure I share it out there, too, because we got a lot on social media happening tonight. It's very busy. Yes. And Stephanie and Chris are doing their best to try to make sure they get everything out there. But uh, if we do miss out on anything, and it's quite possible that we will, you can follow along yourself with the hashtag SSCBT. Yes. Spooky South Coast Bridge World Triangle. Or, you know what, you know, shoot me a, a friend request and tag me. So SSCBT is the hashtag on across all social media. Yes. To follow along. Capital. So no matter what you're using, you don't have to capitalize it. Yeah, but that way. We just want it to look that way. Right. You know, because it, it's easier on the eyes, I think. At least on mine. <laughs> so SSC, hashtag SSCBT. Use that, uh, to talk about the show. Use that to follow along with the show. Thank you, Dustin, for, for tweeting out that it's time for the Spooky South Coast show. Perfect. Uh, but, uh, we will, we will certainly be checking in with all the groups throughout the course of the night. They're, they've been getting settled in. They've been getting ready. Uh, they are heading out there. Some of them have been there from as early as 6 or 7 o'clock. Some of them are kind of just getting settled in. Many of them have already started investigating, and we've been sharing some of their videos. We've been sharing some of their photos. Uh, again, all with the hashtag SSCBT. And then what I like about this is you can get a good look inside everybody's investigation and see the different ways that they that they do things, because every group is going to do things a different way. And uh, wow, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I, mean, I guess I don't know that much about Twitter. That uh, DLH Paranormal has tweeted out multiple pictures. Wow. Already, and I'm like, oh, I can click this arrow and just go through them all. Now, remind us where they're at again. The DLH Paranormal are out in the Freetown State Forest at the Native American Reservation out there. That should be very interesting. Especially when you look at the way that that area has been treated in recent years. Right. Uh, there's been a lot of problems out there with, uh, there was the fire, uh, there's been, uh, people that have gone out there and kind of desecrated it in the past. So they are out there tonight trying to see what they can pick up on. Also, when you're dealing with the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show, it, it, 
it blends into it that King Philip's War has to be part of it. Of course. You be- can't have it without it. It's it's left its mark. It's left its stain across the area. And that's why uh, out in Anawan Rock, we have the big group with Mark, Miranda, Deb, Nick, Chrissy. They're all out there uh, investigating Anawan Rock, trying and to stay safe because it's slippery out there. We're probably about what, a month out from the historical date of when um, Anawan was killed, correct? The I believe so. The I don't, August 28th, I want to say. I don't know math. Okay. But yeah, just thereabouts, right? 28th yeah. or 28th. So uh, the other thing that I tried to do this year, I couldn't get a group to do it, but I tried to get somebody to go out to uh, Metacom's Throne, which is at Brown University. I remember you said that, yes. So I don't know that if anybody, cool. I don't know if anybody asked and didn't get permission or if nobody bothered to check it out, but that's definitely something that we're going to have to do in the future. I think we should go anyways. Yeah, I definitely want to go. The, now, now that I have reliable transportation, there's a lot of sites that I want to see. I have this weird, like, paranormal bucket list that I have to accomplish pretty soon. Why? You feel like you're running out of time? Um, no, I just need to do it. You just want to get it done? I just, I've, I've spent too much time doing other things. I need to do cool things. So, I need to take time for, for me and to explore different places. Maybe we should do that for the month of October. Well, we're going to be all over the place in the month of October. I know, so let's just add more. I just mentioned, of course, the well, the, the November event mm-hmm. that we're doing going inside the Bridgewater Triangle. I'm going to throw a little tease out there because Are I can't you? officially say anything yet. But if you remember hmm. last year, we did Face Your Fears Night we through did. the radio station at Fort Tabor. And for those asking, yes, we do still have a Fort Tabor event on sale, but we're working things out with the city. So we're not talking about that right now. But <laughs> October 15th. Through the radio station, we're going to be doing another Face Your Fears night. You know what? I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Are you? I'm going to go ahead Are and say Are you really? It. We're going to be investigating Fort Adams in Newport, Massachusetts. Eek. I've never been. Have you ever been there? I've actually just been in like the parking lot. It's beautiful down there. The waterfront is amazing. Um, but during the day, and I've always just looked at it and wanted to go in there and just explore. And obviously being the person I am, you know, sensitive to these things. Um I've been able to see, you know, different apparitions in the windows and it's always had, I've always had a huge pull to go in there. Um, I actually got the opportunity to do that, um, like privately, but it didn't end up working out. So I'm really, really excited and I cannot wait to go down there and, and see what we can explore and do. And, um, even looking at pictures, I, I'm really excited. Not to uh, not to get away from the event promotion aspect here, but have you been checking out the chat room? I have, which is we, amazing. We have people in Mexico, New Zealand, New Zealand, Bellingham. Yep. So you know, we got Mexico and Pretty New much Zealand, everywhere. far away from the Bridgewater Triangle. All different continents. Bellingham, not that far from the Bridgewater Triangle, yep. but people are interested in this subject all over the country. Oh yeah, all over the am, world. Am I am I slowly being Eaten by a gummy bear? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I think he was superimposing a gummy bear head on yours. Because I was gonna, I was just gonna take a bite out of that gummy bear. Oh, um, which would have been perfect. Well, hello to everybody on Periscope. Yes. How many people? I want, I want numbers. Thirty people on Periscope. Whoa. Hi, everybody on Periscope. If it was only twenty-nine, I wouldn't have said hi. <laughs> well, now we can't talk to you. So you know what it is? It's the green screen. Everybody's buzzing about the green screen. It's a Seven Eleven thing. That's what it is. It's just Seven Eleven probably tweeted amazing. it out, and that's how everybody's getting involved. But getting back to that event, yep, uh, Newport, Newport at uh, Fort Adams. It's going to be another Face Your Fears night through the station. So it's the station's event, 
But the spooky crew will be the ones kind of running things, and we'll be doing it the way we normally do things. And it's going to be just a blast of a night. So that's coming up on October 15th. Mark your calendars, because October 15th we're going to have something. October 22nd we already have the Victorian Mansion. October 29th we have something going on. And November 5th we have something going on. So four straight weeks of events. I think we should add to that. I think I'm going to pass out in the middle of that. And we're going to have to pre-record shows to air on when we're not here. And more ghosts, more ghosts. All kinds. Plus, I'm doing library lectures. I'll be at the Mattapoisett Public Library on October 11th. Well, listen, not all of us can be as cool as you, okay? Hey, ghost, you ghost. can be. So maybe Matt and I will go do more ghost stuff. You can be if you want to be. Speaking of ghost stuff, one more one more little plug here. An evening of ghost stories in New England legends. We sold out the yes, company theater in Norwell on Tuesday night. Uh, just great crowd. Everybody was awesome. Uh, to, and the, the theater was very excited about the fact that we sold out a show on a Tuesday night. They said they've never sold out a Tuesday night show. Which is so awesome. You guys do an amazing job. Thank you. But the theater is also a great place. They do a lot of great productions. They have Dracula coming all through the month of October. So you can go to their website and get tickets for that. But they had an awesome prop room, too. Did like they? We, we keep that show very minimal. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put a lot of stuff on the stage because we don't want a big elaborate of set course. to draw attention away from Frank's photographs. Frank's photographs are phenomenal. And also because we don't want to have a whole bunch of stuff we get to cart around with us from theater right. to theater. But, you know, if we if we have the big tractor trailers like, you know, Miss Saigon has, that'd be a different story. Yep. But the company theater has done, like, every production you can imagine, mm-hmm. and all their props are in this two-story prop room wow. in the back. So we could have had so much fun. I was finding, like, mannequin heads oh and gravestones and coffins. Wow. And there was creepy dolls and old furniture and books. Uh, we could have had a lot of fun with that. But so essentially, one of you or more of you could have just risen out of a coffin to start the show. We actually, we did pull out a coffin. Did we you? used a coffin. That's cool. Uh, when Carl Johnson was sharing the story of Mercy Brown, mm-hmm. he, he goes through the physical motions of when they opened up the coffins. That's cool. And so we actually used a coffin. I said, you know, it's nice to kind of mix things up right? every once in a while. So uh, if you've never seen the show, um, there's going to be a documentary airing on PBS next there month. Is. It's going to be the making of... An evening of ghost stories, in New England legends. So it's not the show. It's a, you'll see little bits and pieces of the show, but it's not the show in its entirety. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how we went through the process, and you know why we did it, and and what the reaction was of the people who came out and saw it. So that'll be airing on PBS. Uh, we'll let you know the dates when we know them firmly. It's actually still in the process of being put together and edited right now, uh, but when it does air, we'll let everybody know. And if you have, you know, if you're involved with the theater, if you're involved with the theater group, if you want to see this story, uh, th- these stories come out to a stage near you, then reach out to them, reach out to us, let us know. We'd we'd love to go around and put it on a few more times. And and I don't think ghost stories have to be just an October thing. I think we can do them year round. Oh, I agree. I think there's always a season for it. You know, what would be cool is doing it in one of the haunted theaters in Boston. Well, believe me, it's so much easier to do the show in a haunted theater. We did it at the Stadium Theater last October, which is a very haunted theater, and we actually had, like, mics cutting out, and we had, we told the story of the stadium haunting. I mean, it's it certainly uh, adds another layer uh, to be in a haunted theater, so we have no problem with that. I'm sure there's plenty of them around the world. So if you would like to follow along with everything that's going on tonight, obviously, you know, you're watching on YouTube, because... We're not broadcasting on the radio. The only way you can get the show right now is through YouTube or through the other social media means that we're using right now. So if you're following along on that, then you can see that we have the chat room. There is a uh, 
chat room and Twitter feed and everything right on SpookySouthCoast.com. So you can watch it all there as well and see everything compiled there. Matt, we got a question from the chat room. They want to know why there's a difference between YouTube and Periscope. For, for what they're seeing. I'm actually answering it right now. That's because the YouTube is the official show video, right? Right. And what we're seeing on the Periscope, the, the Periscope is, is a little bit of a behind the scenes. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of stuff to to me eating gummy bears. Right. Where with that I stole from Stephanie. He did steal. He didn't it. even ask. He didn't. He didn't even he ask. Didn't. Nothing. Well, the bag is just sitting all there. Are, open. All bets are I, off. Listen, <laughs> I would look at that. Show them on Periscope how the bag is situated. Okay. I would look at that and assume that that means company property. Well, I, I did take two pieces of pizza, but I also did ask. Well, uh, you know, the pizza and the wings are for everybody. Right. In I've fact, if any of the groups, sharing. if any of the groups want to come back to the studio before we leave, Comcast remote for scale. Are we oh, it? you're using it for scale to show how many. Oh. See how big the bag is. That's a, like it's a little bag. That's a big ass bag of bears. I'm gonna start it's licking small. bears and putting them back. Yuckies. <laughs> right now, everybody that goes to Vogue Tech is like, yes. So <laughs> the because uh, they're, they're the bears. Uh, so anyway, so that's kind of the, the reason why. Uh, but the Periscope, the idea behind the Periscope is we want to bring people into the actual YouTube show. We love all of you people out there on Periscope, but you're missing out on the entire show, which you can watch right here. All right. I think we've made this show enough about us so far. Think so? Yes. I think it's time we start getting involved with the Bridgewater Triangle investigation portion of the program. We have the videos. We've been tweeting out the videos and sharing them. Yes. Uh, putting them up on our Facebook page, which you can find us at SpookySC on Twitter, uh, at Spooky underscore South Coast on Instagram, uh, Spooky South Coast straight up on Facebook, not Spooky South Coast straight up, just Spooky South Coast on Facebook, uh, all these different ways to follow along with us. But we are also using the hashtag tonight, SSCBT. So if you want to make any comments on social media and be part of the show, please use that uh, hashtag. Uh, if you want to use the spooky live hashtag as well, that's still working as well. Uh, we have access to all of that. I'm looking up all of these. I, I got a tweet deck in front of me with multiple columns going of all of these tweets. So we're going to try and keep getting uh, as much of them up there as we can. Uh, I, I am very intrigued by the DLH crew being out there. Mm-hmm. at the reservation because of all the stuff that's been going on out there uh, over the years. So maybe we'll try and get them on the phone first if uh, if anybody wants to try and do that. You want me to go call him? Uh, either one of you. Doesn't Whoever matter. you guys can rock, paper, scissors. It doesn't matter. It looks like he's going, so. Uh, we will. That's uh, the, the top one. Yep. Yeah. And use Take the first Use the first number. That's what I like about about the YouTube only. Stole the entire bag. We don't have to be as professional, although we are on the Dark Matter Radio Network, so we want to make we sure are. that we are, um, you know, living up to the Art Bell standard. But, you know, we can kind of, you know, when we do this live on the air, it's like, you have to point to the picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're getting the whole behind the scenes story today. So, and that's, that's okay, because I think it's nice every once in a while to let, let our guard down and make something that's not as much of a, uh, professional production. And you can see behind me here, we have the green screen map of the... I'm so glad I wore black. Yes. Thank God I you don't wear green. But I don't think do. I've ever seen you wear green. I don't think I have anything that's green. But if I... I have a few Celtics things, like Celtics jerseys and stuff, but I don't I don't wear no. jerseys. I just col- I just have them. I don't even collect them, but I, I they were given to me by a friend, so... You always have 
I think like a dark color shirt on. Yeah, I like dark colors. That's okay. They hide the stains when I spill things. Oh my god. Well, that's that's what happens. So if you look <laughs> at the map behind me, you can see uh, kind of right here, right in this area. Let me. It must be difficult to wait, do like mirror image. So right here, boom, right in this spot. That is the Freetown State Forest, and as you can see, this whole area is the Bridgewater Triangle. So when we talk about the Bridgewater Triangle, you know, Lauren Coleman originally described it as, you know, this little triangle that in court, that's West Bridgewater, East Bridgewater, and Bridgewater proper. That was the triangle as defined by Lauren Coleman. Mm-hmm. But over the years, we've had to expand that triangle, and we've had to make it so that it encompasses more of the Jimmy and my boy, see? Especially when we drop food on him, he knows about the dark clothes. <laughs> So when we talk about the triangle encompassing all these different types of paranormal activity, we had to expand the borders of the triangle. So now a lot of people will point it to it as kind of as what was defined in the, the Bridgewater Triangle documentary of being, you know, Bridgewater, Abington, and Rehoboth as the, the vertices of the triangle. For me, I say it's all the Bridgewater Triangle. All Definitely. of southeastern South New England, southeastern Massachusetts, and, and the beginning of Rhode Island, I call all of that the Bridgewater Triangle because we still have those same high concentrations of reports. So in my mind, it doesn't even have to be a triangle proper anymore. You know, it, it can just kind of be this ever-evolving expansion of the borders. And we can we can debate that. Uh, we can We can figure out if we think that some areas are outside of the Bridgewater Triangle but kind of have their own effect anyway, their own kind of causality too. But to me, I think that the triangle is ever-expanding. And it will continue to be that the, the more that we pay attention to it. Do you think that it grows or do you think that we're just more open about it now, so more stories No, I, th- I think it's seeping out. I think you it's, do? I think it's actually – I think this activity and this energy is actually reaching out its tentacles further. I have to say um – I've always been kind of skeptical on the whole, does it seep into Rhode Island or does it not? And I've been, gosh, a few different places with Andy now, um, Andrew Lake. And I have to say, I've I've seen some puck wedgies out in South County, Rhode Island. So maybe it goes even further than what we think. Yeah, I mean, why would would paranormal activity have to respect any kind of man-made borders? I don't know, but would we consider it separate paranormal activity or would we consider it triangle. I would, uh, as long as it's, see, it's not just the fact that, okay, activity happens. Like, for example, you know, Andrew Lake was going to be out at the Ramtail site tonight yes. before the weather right. played the weather havoc was really bad. So people would say, well, Ramtail, that's outside of the Bridgewater Triangle, but mm-hmm. is it? Because you have a lot of different types of activity that happen out there. So yes. to me, it's, it's Bridgewater Triangle, quote unquote, worthy if there's this high concentration of reports of various different types of activity. Just so, being haunted isn't enough. I was going to say, are we talking just haunted? Are we talking cryptozoology? We're talking it's going to have all kinds of things weird. And that can include, you know, strange man-made and, and strange human interaction as well. Right. For example, we talk about the high crime rate in the Bridgewater Triangle. Right. The high rate of mental illness within the Bridgewater Triangle. I think all of that plays a factor into why we can expand those borders a little bit. So, and we will do that. And But, of course... With that being said, with the expansion of those borders, the Freetown State Forest is kind of the heart of 
the Bridgewater Triangle. Freetown State Forest and the Hockamock Swamp. We I have agree. teams in both places tonight. Those are kind of the hearts, multiple, of what we call the Bridgewater Triangle. We have right now, out in the Freetown State Forest, we have DLH Paranormal. They are joining us on the line. Uh, who are you speaking to? Is this Deb? Yeah, it's Deb. Hi, Tim. Hi, how are, how are you? you? We're great. So it's yourself, Heather, Laura, and Cindy all out there at the uh, Freetown State Forest and the Native American Reservation, right? Yeah, we have a couple of friends joining us. My friend Sue from Lizzie and her niece Cindy. All right. Well, is this is this the first time they've ever been out there? I know you guys have been out there before. Is this their first trip out there? Um, actually, this is the first time we've actually done any kind of investigating here, but they've been here before okay well i know you've been out there before so you know you've never mm-hmm. investigated but you you're at least familiar with the with the area a little bit <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're making me nervous deb <laughs> got a bunch of ladies out there in the woods by themselves good thing we're no, not right. on the radio right now right huh? it's it's pretty cool though so uh, what, what's been going on? i mean you guys have been posting a lot of pictures doing a great job uh, with getting everything out there on social media what kind of stuff's been going on out there tonight well, it was we set up in the um, the little shelter because of the rain, so it was nice that we had this. And when we first got here, our K two meters were going crazy, and I'm like, "There's no electricity." Right. I checked the plug. I plugged something in to see if you know, but there's nothing out here. Um, the energy was so charged. The REM pod went off. We did some EVP. Nothing on EVP. A um, little bit of spirit box we had a woman that came through and a man but that's about it but it's oh we did hear um a growl and i don't think it was an animal because it was like in here with us like it like surrounded us Hmm. when we first got here but it's been pretty quiet for a little bit well, it certainly seems like, you know, uh, whenever we send teams out there, you know, that always seems to be a very highly active location, and it seems to be a place where, you know, you never quite know what could be around that corner. It could be something paranormal. It could be something explainable, but just as dangerous. So, you know, you guys mm-hmm. have to certainly be super aware of everything that's going on out there. But do you find, you know, is there any kind of... I, obviously, with the rain and being outside, that's going to kind of charge things up, you know, ionically speaking, but... Do you feel like any kind of atmosphere out there? Do you feel like there's anything kind of watching you? No, not yet. <laughs> feels pretty quiet and peaceful. You know, it's a nice spot. And and I know you guys stopped by Lizzie's on your way there. Was was anything happening there tonight? Not yet. They were about to start their tour, but Lizzie's has been really active lately. So, um, yeah, full house, full house tonight. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll certainly be keeping up with, uh, everything that you're doing. Of course, uh, you guys are, are, um, making sure that you use the hashtag SSCBT so everybody can follow along and we'll keep sharing all of that. And we'll try and mm-hmm. check back in with you guys again too before the show's over. Oh, awesome. That's great. All right. <laughs> Stay safe out there. All right. Thanks, Tim. All right. That is DLH Paranormal out in the Freetown State Forest. Uh, again, follow along using the hashtag SSCBT and you can see all of the stuff that they have uh, going on out there. Now, out in the Hockamock Swamp, this is something that we shared about a half an hour ago on our Spooky South Coast feeds. Uh, but uh, out in the Hockamock Swamp, we have Katie, we have Ross, we have Corey, we have Julie. They're all out there. And somebody posted a picture. Uh, Julie posted a picture from out there that we shared. And we're getting some comments on that. 
as well. And I'm just trying to follow along with what's going on. But Katie, who is following along with everything, says that she thinks she sees a, a scream mask in that picture. No, thank you. And I'm looking. Uh, they see something in the circle. Katie thinks that it's a scream mask. Somebody else is saying it's a... Oh, well, they, these are these are apparently friends of Julie's because they're razzing her a little bit. Oh. But they do, they are seeing something within that picture. So I don't know if that's, um, you know, matrixing, if somebody's just kind of seeing something Paradoia. there that isn't there, or if it's actually something there. But I think, uh, Matt, are you trying to get it up on the screen? Ah, uh, yes. All right, because I can stretch if you need me to. Sorry, I just thought I would do that just because I could. I was like, I can stretch if you need me to, and then I'm going to go silent because I know it's not going to beep. So uh, Matt's going to try and get that up on the screen so that those of you who are watching it can see. Uh, but also, again, using the hashtag SSEBT, you can check it out. It is on our Facebook page. That's where I'm looking at it right now. But Matt's going to get it up there and put it on there for you to see. And he's way better at stuff than I am, so maybe he can even zoom in a little bit. Am I, am I putting too much pressure on you with that? <laughs> But these groups, as they're out there investigating, you know, they're, they're gonna have photographs that are possibly, they're, they're, they could have evidence in them. They could have, you know, possible paranormal ramifications. But we're telling them, don't just take pictures that you think could have something in it. You know, take pictures of the investigation, of people investigating, of the process, so that people actually see what's going on. And they can, they can actually see if, you know, maybe this is something that they want to get into and they understand the process a little bit better. So I don't see any problem with, you know, just putting out what it's like to actually be investigating. You know, show videos about what it's like to actually be investigating. Show how you have to sit there in the cold and the rain waiting for something to happen. See if, you know, maybe just being there and sitting in the location and feeling what's around you, maybe that causes something to happen. You know, paranormal activity doesn't happen as soon as you turn on your recorder or as soon as you turn on a video camera. Stephanie, you know this for sure. You know, you've been with us on countless places where after you pack everything up, that's when places start to go up. Sometimes ghosts just flip over boxes (laughs) full of chicken wings and you, you never even know. You know what's a good question? What's What's that? Does paranormal activity happen if no one is around? Well, I've I've been debating this with people for years. I think that there has to be some degree of human perception for it to actually occur. You know, it it can occur yeah. with nobody around. But does it? But there's no reason for it to. Right. And I think that somebody absorbing it and somebody experiencing it is part of what lends into the energy of allowing it to happen. I uh I mean I know, you know, if you set up cameras at a place and um you know you watch it from afar remotely wherever you are, people catch things on cameras. You know, I know um the haunted Victorian had done that recently. But the the camera is there for the purpose of human perception. Very true, but does do spirits understand that? Well, I think so. I mean, I think that that's part of, you know, the, the, like, 
let's just say, let's remove the camera from the situation. Okay. Let's remove any people from the situation. Okay. The same activity is happening, mm-hmm. but it's not visible. It's not obviously. It's yes. not experienceable. Yep. It's it's just the energy is there. Mm-hmm. Putting in that layer of perception, perception and analysis. Mm-hmm. You know, putting in that layer of one additional step, I think, is what kind of helps it to manifest. Okay. If I if if I'm making sense, it's it's more of a matter of it it needs that reason to be to okay. fully be. So you think, I mean, there's a group of ghosts sitting around in a haunted place and said, oh, look, a camera. And now... No. No, I don't think it's like a performing for it type of thing. It's a deeper thing. I think it's more just it's like that's one layer. You know, like... Like, uh, let's see if I can kind of put it in a different way. Yellow exists. Okay. Blue exists. Mm -hmm. But it isn't until... Yellow comes into blue, or blue comes into yellow. That green comes into play. Okay, you see what I mean? No, I, I so it's totally like understand. it's always there, but it doesn't become green until I'm they just cross. questioning everything you're saying for fun and for conversation. Well, that's that's fine, but I'm I'm also trying it, to. I know it's it's a curiosity, and because I, like I said, I know with cameras, obviously, it can be proven that it does happen or exist inside of a place or a location where there is no human physical human aspect, but. Thinking on the terms of the Freetown State Forest, does it happen during the middle of the day when no one is around, or do animals count? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know because my son and I were just having this conversation this morning about, you know, what what is the nature of why humans have rational thought and self awareness? Mm-hmm. Like, was it an accident of evolution that we became self aware? Yep. Or is it possible that the animals are all self aware and just don't know how to communicate that with us? Like, Very good conversation. Like I said to him, I said, does the dog realize that she's being an ass when, <laughs> you know, she eats something she's not supposed to eat? Does she stop and think, I really shouldn't eat this, but I'm going to anyway? My dog does. You know, but like that's, but that's kind of like the nature of, uh, you know, that's, these are the conversations the I have with my 12 year olds too. <laughs> right. My 12 year old, by the way. But, you know, we're, we're discussing that. And I think that's part of what goes kind of hand in hand with paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. So this stuff is happening every night out in these locations. Right. But because we've sent these groups out tonight to be able to experience them, that's, as Chris just put it in the chat room, that's the last tumbler that it needs. Mm-hmm. It's the last, you know, cog in the machine to make it fully happen. But it doesn't mean that it's not happening. It just means it's not happening on the same level of what we would be able to perceive and call paranormal activity. Right. So that's what I mean. Like, Does it happen on a smaller scale without the human aspect or does it? And, and then the question that comes up in the chat room as a result of it is then why is it that some people will experience it and others won't? Because if that's the case, if it just needs that human step to fully form, why couldn't it be any human? Well, at the same time, too, that kind of relates back to your self-awareness conversation. So why are some people outwardly, I guess, more sensitive to it? Are they more aware of it? Um, Do they have more education or knowledge behind it? Or could it just happen to anybody? And what causes that self-awareness or, you know, the, the, uh, the awareness around you to really put those two things together? Because a lot of people that I talk to, and I'm sure, Tim, you've, you've experienced the same thing. When you talk to people about the thought of having a paranormal experience, 
most of the time people, at least in my experience, will say to me, oh, I've never had anything happen or um, I'm not going to believe in that because nothing's ever happened to me in my entire life. But then I start asking them questions without really making it obvious as to what I'm asking. And they're answering every single question that I'm asking them perfectly. So they have had, per- you know, personal or even deep sometimes paranormal experiences, but they explain it away with an everyday um, explanation, even if it doesn't really truly fit the description. Um, they, uh, they, they kind of just like poo-poo it. Like, yeah, no, that's that's not what that is. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it has to do with everybody kind of in their own journey and how right. far they're willing to. So I think everybody's had experiences. It's just a matter of like, are you aware that that's exactly what you're experiencing? Well, I mean, I would count, you know, deja vu as something paranormal. Yeah. So and everybody's had that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's all in how much you're willing to uh, invest in it. Why don't we get another group on the phone? Okay. Um, we can just go right down the line uh, if we want to, or, you know, well, we can check into certain locations. We haven't heard from what. Kira yet. And she said she wasn't even going to be out there until maybe 10 o'clock. So let's give her a little bit more yeah. time. Uh, well, I know that uh, we have the group out at Anawan Rock. Yes. So why don't we check in with them? Okay. Uh, Mark and Miranda, Deb, Nick, and Chrissy, we'll check in with them. And uh, we'll, we will, again, be going through this through the course of the night, trying to check in with all the groups at least once, uh, hopefully twice if we can. But if not, you can follow along with everything on social media using the hashtag SSCBT. If you just go right on there, you can see all of the tweets and everything. Uh, all of the Facebook stuff, it's all rolling in under the hashtag SSCBT. The problem with this is we'd originally planned on trying to do this for four hours. Right. So we'd have a lot of time to check in with the groups frequently and to have them get stuff from – because the groups never – we say the show's on from 10 to midnight, but the groups go out at like 7, 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. They start investigating, and then they keep going until like 1 or 2 in the morning. Yes. So we're always just catching a brief glimpse into their investigation. So we thought we would expand the show this year and go four hours – uh, it didn't really work out that way because of the, the timing with getting everything going here. Uh, well, the problem is for those who are outside of the area, we have a really bad rainstorm that's been going on for days. Yes. Like we've been completely under cloud cover for days. And so it's really messing with a lot of, it's messing with the phone lines, it's messing with the internet. So everything is kind of slowed down by the fact that we're having very bad weather. So we're trying to kind of doing our, we're kind of doing our best to try and make it through that. And seeing if we can overcome it as we try to get everybody going here. So uh, I believe that we have the, the Anawan group on the line. So let's go to the no, phone. No, uh, that'll throw it all off. H- hello, Mark. Hello. How are you? So you're you're out there at Anawan Rock with uh, with Miranda and Deb and Nick and Chrissy? Yes. Okay. And, and Kimberly also. Oh, I, I forgot to write that down. Hi, Kim. Sorry, I didn't mean to forget you. Hey. So uh, you guys have been out there for a little while now. Yeah, we've been out here for a couple hours, and there hasn't really been much going on at all, other than there's been a couple errant noises off to the left of the we're looking at the front of the rock. If you come down the path, if you've ever been in one rock, it's a big boulder right in front of you. And so there was some noise off to the left in the woods, but now no more noise, and I have a laser grid going, but up between the green dots where there's no light at all, there's been a white light moving around all by itself. Hmm. And that's, that's brand new. So it, it comes and goes. Um, I had a couple little rises on the K2 meter. Not much down there though, but this is brand new and this just started going now. 
with the yeah. lights. And I know they've been doing some construction down there because we saw some pictures, you know, making the rounds on social media. They've been doing some stuff down there uh, along yeah, the road. Yeah, me. I took the picture when I I was working down the road at a at a bank, and I'm an armed guard, and so I was driving down and I saw all these big construction equipment in the parking lot, but they were just parked there overnight. They're they've been paving uh, Route 44 nearby. So no, no, no work's been done two and one rock at all. That's still how it's always been. And do you think do you think that you know just that nearby construction will kind of help play into that and maybe maybe scare some stuff up, so to speak? From what I'm I'm, I'm hearing, yeah, I was actually hoping so when I saw the work being done this week. Um, so maybe that added to it. I don't know. This, but this white light is the only thing new that we've seen. The only kind of activity at all. I mean, what's the energy like out there with with the weather and and the rain and the charge in the atmosphere? What what are th- what what's it feel the like out there? Pretty good. Um, we thought something was going on when Dustin came down. He said it was a good night for ghost hunting, and uh, and it you know the energy is high. It's it's like thick, you know. But um, so far we were disappointed in the results until just all of a sudden that white light started moving around. Well, we will let so we, you. We all have everybody watching that, and we're hoping it'll be something bigger. And then just recently there was a big crash coming from the other side of the rock. So I don't know if a deer went by or what, but it was the only noise that that loud that we've heard all evening. Well, uh, hopefully, you know, you guys can follow along with that. Maybe you can throw it up on Facebook Live or on Periscope, and, and uh, we can try and follow along with it if you, if you happen to catch it again. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. You guys stay safe out there. We'll try and check back in with you uh, again before the end of the show. Uh, but if not, of course, we'll be following along with all of your adventures out there using the hashtag SSCBT. Good enough. All right. Stay safe out there, guys. Thanks. Take care. All right. That is uh, Mark, Miranda, Deb, Nick, Chrissy, and Kim out at Anawan Rock. And, you know, this is one of those events, when we do this each year, there are groups that want to get involved, but there's also a lot of individuals that want to get involved. And, and this group is a bunch of people who got together as individuals and now, you know, rejoin each other each year for the for the Triangle Show. Which I think is awesome because they're all great people. They all come to our events, and I love all of them. I, I think though that when you know when you have that extra layer of trust with people, yes, that you feel you know because part of this is sometimes you're going to throw some people together. You're going to say this person's coming from over here, you're coming from over here. Why don't you guys meet up to this spot? So that will come about as part of it. But I think when you can add that extra layer of trust and have people kind of be uh, both of a like mind when it comes to investigation, but also just knowing how to watch each other's back. Yes. I think that helps on a night like this, especially when you're sending people out into, you know, dangerous territory. Yep. And not only that too, on like a spiritual level at least, when you get the same group of people and the energies flowing together multiple times, it opens it up for stronger results. I want to, I want to see if I can, let me see if I can dial, dial one in on my own without, uh, that's the good part about this is, we can do this from the other room or we can do it right from here. And I'm hoping that I can do it right from here and have them realize that they're on the air. And groups, if you are listening, just assume that you're going to be on the air no matter what. Uh, because. I thought about that. They're probably not listening because it'll affect evidence. Sometimes, or they just leave it on in the background. All right, let's see what happens if we make this live and bring it up here. Hey, Ross, you, you're on with us, Ross? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, look, see, I can still do it from the, from the captain's chair. See that? Hold on a second, guys. So, yep, I'm sorry. You know, we we didn't give you any advance notice here. 
No, that's okay. We've I've had spotty cell reception out here. So. Well, that's a understandable out there in the Hockamock Swamp. I mean, that's yeah. a, an area notorious for that. Oh, of course. So you guys are out there, and and this is a spot that people always want to go to for the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show. And you're out mm-hmm. there with with uh, with Katie and and uh, Julie and Corey. But people go out there. And they say, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't think this is where I want to be tonight. I don't think this is the place yeah. to be tonight. Is that kind of the feeling you got when you arrived there? Yeah, there was a one point in time when uh, we had um, a couple other members of the group who were guiding us down here, and they ended up leaving because one of them got sick. But um, he was walking ahead of us, and he goes, "Yeah, this. Uh, I'm not getting a good feeling about this patch of path." So what what has been going on down there in terms of uh you know activity in terms of any kind of anything weird? Um couple of, we did a couple of knocking sessions. Um we put that up on the video. We've got some photos. Um I think there might have been an apparition of a woman in white and um wow. We definitely have had some personal experiences. There's been um Almost like above us all night, like no matter where we moved, there was like the scraping of the trees. I mean, it very well could have been the wind because it was very windy out here earlier. But um, it was definitely seemed like it was like following us or path. So, so tell me about this apparition. Now, what, what, who saw it, and, and what did they see? Julie felt it. Um, she believed she might have caught it on camera, Ooh. and then um, we think. I believe Katie, you saw it as well, right? And then Corey saw something smoky move from one side of the path to the other. And at first we thought, at one point in time, we thought we had some human visitors, but, um, you know, we kind of think, we think it was more on the opposite side of that. Hmm. So, I mean, it's definitely eerie out here. I mean, I've been out here before, but it's, it's, you know, this, I can definitely see why people say they don't want to come out here at night. Well, uh, I'm glad that you know you've got a good group, a, a strong group that's going to work well together and keep an eye out yeah. for each other. Exactly. Yeah, we've been doing. Uh, yeah, we've been doing head counts every couple of, uh, you know, every five ten minutes. So, but so far it's been good. We're just uh, we're going to move from the spot we're at next to the kind of one of the swampier areas just a little bit further up to see where uh, we can maybe get some more activity. And and you guys have been putting up everything uh, on social media using the hashtag SSEBT so people can follow along and yep. they can see what's going on. Uh, and, and certainly, you know, uh, if anything major happens to break, uh, you know, we, hopefully you can all get caught on, on camera. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We've got enough cameras and camera phones going. So, But, uh, yeah, so far it's been good. It's definitely creepy out here. All right. Well, you guys stay safe out there, and uh, we Thank will you. hopefully check back in with you. Absolutely. All right. Stay All right. safe. Thanks. That is the group out at the Hockamock Swamp, Ross, Katie, Corey, and Julie. And, wow, that's pretty cool, huh, having a, an apparition show up. And, that you know, that's one of the things that we always talk about during these Bridgewater Triangle shows. The nights, the, the investigation starts off slow for people, and then as soon as, you know, we start doing the show and start making the calls, that's when all hell breaks loose. Well, not only that, we're getting, you know, closer to midnight closer to what some call the witching hour we're in october the veil is thinning as we get closer to halloween so and as the veil thins ghosts become more than a story see that it's one of the lines from from the stage show and the the creepy squeak happened at the same time oh well that wasn't all that creepy 
It was it was a little weird. That's just we need oil on these things. Yes, definitely. So uh and anyway, so as we were saying though, the the Hockamock Swamp kind of one of the hearts of the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh the area where the Native Americans were said never to go. That you know, Hockamock is rumored to be the place where spirits dwell or mm-hmm. you know, the place where the devil dwells depending on the translation and that this was a spot that the Native Americans avoided at all costs. And they thought it was ridiculous when the white settlers wanted to, you know, start settling up the land around it because they wanted nothing to do with it. And there's a reason why. There's all kinds of weirdness out there. I've I, actually never been. I won't. I would never go. Really? Like for the first time at night. Like I would never oh, make no. that my first never, trip. Never, never, I'd never. I want to know every inch of that place. Yes. In the daytime. daytime, which you know Ross has experience there, Corey has experience there, so it's not like they're going in there blind. Right. And I'm interested too, and in, you know this is kind of just a separate dynamic. Of, of kind of what's going on, but this Bridgewater Triangle investigation show isn't just about ghosts. It isn't just about trying to capture, oh. you know, spirit activity. It's about all different kinds of weird, strange things. And Corey is, you know, he studies cryptozoology. He's somebody that's out there looking for these creatures. And so I'm wondering what it's going to be like if he has a ghost, because we, you know, we've seen the, the chat room discussions that we've been having right. over the last couple of weeks with the show and some of the topics we've discussed. You know, Corey needs a lot to convince him of something, especially something cryptid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, especially something ghost because he's, you know, more focused in the physical aspect of things. So what if he has a ghost experience while he's out there? What that if that could, apparition shows up in front of him? That could throw us all into, I don't even know what. I think the chat room discussion uh, could be quite different. Maybe. Maybe. And I'm not a big crypto person myself, so... So they are they are having some problems with the with the uh, technical aspect of things, Matt. I'm sure you're aware. Nope. Oh okay. yeah, you should see some of these these frozen videos of my face. It's great. <laughs> well, the, if you are having issues uh, with the YouTube stream, I uh, just want everybody to know it's not going to make a difference if you go to the wbsm.com or if you go to the Radio Pup app because we are not broadcasting over those. Right. Uh, we are only able to broadcast over YouTube during Red Sox games. So this is the only way that you can get the show because uh, it's kind of all programmed ahead of time. So while the Red Sox are running, it's programmed to have something from the network supersede those online options to make sure that because it's illegal to broadcast the Red Sox games over the stream because MLB has a service where they charge you for that. So in order to fill that space during games instead of just having blank space, it's automatically programmed to carry the network programming that would normally be on the air if Spooky South Coast didn't come in. So this is beyond our control. It's beyond anything that we can adjust. Uh, so it's kind of YouTube or nothing for the folks who are watching at home and listening, trying to listen at home. So we apologize, but we will keep doing the best that we can to fight through it. Again, it's definitely got to be weather-related because everything was working fine until things got worse out there weather-wise. And I just pushed my microphone away, so. You did. That one's on me. So uh, let's see. We are going to keep going through and checking in with all of our groups. We don't have to worry about the news break because the Red Sox are still on the air. I'm just, basically, Matt, I'm just watching the VU meter, and as long as it keeps bouncing, I'm, like, just going to keep doing what we're doing. If If it starts flatlining and we hear the beep, that's when we'll start bringing the show to WBSM. All right, so I am going to try and make another call here. Oh, 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 rookie mistake. Fired. So uh, I'm going to try and bring this up again. 
and see if I can't. Why am I? Um, hey, let me call that New Hampshire person by mm. dialing five zero eight. That makes sense. There we sense. go. It's great. But uh, we're going to try and check in with the group out at the. And I already dialed it wrong. It's all right. We can just. Uh, I promise that I can walk, talk, and chew gum at the same time. I cannot. So you're already one step ahead of me. You really can't. It's not Probably that not. I also talk to dead people half the time. I got that going on. I'm just going to stop talking because I keep missing. <laughs> All right, so we are... Oh, yeah. Do you want me to read it to you? No. <laughs> just kidding. Like in people's phone numbers out over the air. 1-900-909. All right, let's see. It's it's ringing. It's a good sign. Imagine if we crank called somebody. Well, the worst part will be if it's like the number you have reached one. Like, would that be the worst part? It's happened before. Would the worst part be wrong caller? I feel like we should. Well, like we're doing one of those things where. All right, that's a little weird. mm Hmm. Hello? Strange? <laughs> they were like, weird. it's a foreign number. <laughs> like, what is this number? It's I don't a bill know. collector. It's a 508. We don't recognize this. The the line completely hang up? Well, and what's what's strange is the person that I was trying to call, I was trying to, I was trying to reach Melody out at the Keith house. Right. And uh, she was actually on... Facebook at the same time because I had sent her a message saying, you know, I'm about to call you and she dropped off there as well. Hmm. So I'm hoping everything's all right there. Why don't you give Lost her... Lost in the Bridgewater Triangle. Give her our number and tell her to call us. Well, I was going to say, Matt, why don't you try and uh, see if you can get Melody on the horn in the other room and... On the horn. That's that's uh, just technical radio talk right I, there. I know. So uh, this this way here, maybe, uh, you know, I hope that we're not going to start to have phone issues as well, because then we're really in trouble. What is that? I don't know, but as Matt went that way, I heard talking. I wonder if it's just the radio in the other room. Or if we're under siege by the ghosts of the WBSM studio, that's a possibility as well. Is it now? So Melody and the, you know, she's the leader of Transcendental Truths. Uh, she's out there at the Keith house with Mindy and Dave, as well as Kim and Carolyn from the Historical Society. And uh, they're out there at the actual, one of the actual locations that we'll be investigating as part of our Go Inside the Bridgewater Triangle Night with Spooky South Coast. It's happening on November 5th. Uh, we put the tickets up for sale earlier. We, we tweeted it out. We put it up on Facebook. Uh, so it is out there now for people to check out if you would like to uh, go out there, uh, go up there and purchase tickets for it. Again, this house that they are investigating was built in 1662. It's actually the oldest parsonage in the Americas. And I've been there. When you walk in there, it's first of all, it's loaded with antiques. It's loaded with stuff from the King Philip's War era. There's like games that the people who lived in the house would have played back then. Wow. Like just sitting on the table. And uh, there's uh, there's an old bathtub. There's just all kinds of things inside the house that are super cool. And it's got an attic. It's got, there is a basement that I didn't get to go into. Uh, there's an attic. There's the main floor. There's bedrooms. Little tiny bedrooms. You can tell that, it, you know, things were different back then. 
Uh, and it's just, it's going to be a fantastic spot to investigate as part of that event. And as usual, you know, as we normally do with our events, there's going to be different locations that we will filter through and you'll get the chance to check out all of these different places. But the Keith House, built in 1662, has only been investigated a few times, including tonight. And then the Old Bridgewater Historical Society building, that has never been investigated. So we will be doing it for the first time as part of this event. And we'll also have War Memorial Park, and we will have the Old Cemetery. So it will be partially outside. And, you know, the weather could be cold, it could be chilly, it could be even snowy at that point. Let's hope not. And uh, there is a little bit of distance to get from one location to the other. So, you know, come with your vehicle gassed up and, and ready to kind of scoot from one spot to the other. But what I like about, and, and I'm, I'm going to promise, we're never going to put people in back-to-back outdoor locations as we cycle you through. You know, the most that you'll ever spend outside is probably like 45 minutes to an hour. And even when you're at those outdoor locations, your vehicle should be nearby enough that if you need to go warm up a little bit, you can. Let's pray that it's, it's warm. No it's luck. happened. No luck. All right. Well, so we will uh, we'll certainly keep trying to check in with them. And uh, Melody, if you're listening, oh, she just came back on. I'm going to... Uh-uh. Send her the number. That is the thing about the Bridgewater Triangle. There is terrible cell phone service. I agree. Yeah, well, that, that's the biggest problem is it's not just a matter of, you know, the storm you, and the weather right. and the, the paranormal factors and all that. It's just the coverage is spotty. You would think after um, how many, what what annual show is this? This is the 10th annual. 10th annual. Yeah. So, like, you would think after 10 years, the cell phone reception would be slightly better. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what your provider is. Right. You know, everybody, oh, you know, Verizon's got the biggest footprint in the country. Yeah, but when it comes to some of these locations, that doesn't work. I, I, I know I have spotty reception in the location where Transcendental Truths is right now because when I was out there checking out the location, I was trying to, you know, post some of the pictures I was taking online, and I couldn't because I couldn't get a strong enough signal to send anything out. So it's it certainly happens, and and right. so if we're looking at the map here on the green <laughs> screen, uh, we are talking about the uh, actually is it. So I'm, oh, you have the locations actually marked so you can kind of zoom in and, yeah. and close in on them a little bit. But we don't, we don't seem to have that one up there. If I give you an address, will that help? Sure. I can give you the address of the historical society building. One, the, it's the Keith House? Uh, you can put, but there's different, uh, just go with the Old Bridgewater Historical Society. It's close enough. The, uh, the Keith House is a little bit, Further down the road from there, but uh, oh, look at that! He's zooming in and everything. Oh yeah, it's pretty fancy. You ever thought about going to work for a TV station and running the <laughs> the weather program? Maybe. Yeah, but that'd then we lose him. That'd be fun. Yeah, Good but weather. you you would slip stuff in there that you shouldn't just for fun, which would be hilarious. Probably. You know where it'd really be fun to do, like in Mexico. Where they have all those like smoking hot women <laughs> on uh, the weather on Univision. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what you should really do. Is that the naked news? No, no what does that? Just what news up? do you watch? I know no, you've never seen that. No, tell me. She's what well news informed. Do you watch. <laughs> she you, watches all kinds of news. Well have informed. you guys never heard of that? No, the I know what you mean. The Naked yeah. News yeah. Network. Yeah. Really? No. It used no. To, you have to buy that on pay per view though. Oh uh, really? Yeah. I've seen I know, like I know there was news articles. Pants off, dance off. 
Absolutely. I've never heard that's of that. Different. That's completely different. No? It was in front of a green well, screen, though. How about I Google that's it? That's a future screen. episode of Spooky South, though, right there. <laughs> oh, my God. You can show you can show that big gulp on the... Big gulp? <laughs> Again, this show brought to you, powered by 7-Eleven. Oh, my God! Oh, look at that! Oh, so awesome. Green screening the Mountain Dew. Oh, that's so weird. Let's it's just green enough. It's in front of your shirt, so it doesn't count. Ah, drinking in the Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> that is the worst sound ever, by the way. I was trying to make a sound, so at least I had some audio. Now I'm never going to be able to get back in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a running start. You're in front of 7-Eleven again. So. Here we are. Here we are at 7-Eleven. In front. <laughs> <laughs> the incredible so weird. Uh, I wonder how many 7-Elevens there are in the Bridgewater Triangle. I I wonder what this is going to look like. Hang on. By the way, this is a very serious show. Like, this is a big event for us every year, but this is the first time we've had green screen, so we've got to play around. Oh, that's creepy. That's creepy right there, the Mountain Dew. (laughs) That's awesome. How long has green screen been a plan? I'm so glad that after all these years, they brought back Crystal Mountain Dew. Today. Today. Well, we thought about it for a little while. I know. I know it's been discussed, but... Sorry, I'm just messaging the people who are at the Keith house. Oh, Oh, they're alive? We are a fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants type of show. Apparently. I don't know if this is your first time here. (laughs) It's a... it's usually more put together, especially when we're on the radio, but tonight's a little crazy because we... No, it's we, not. Yes, it is. It's never been more put together Absolutely. Than this. No. Okay, fine. This is this is probably the, the most success we've had with some of this stuff over the years. It's a little crazy tonight because we... Uh, the techno- technological difficulties are what's holding us up. It, it is pretty crazy. This YouTube is not cooperating. Your YouTube's a tide... <laughs> Our YouTubes are tied. They're all tied up. <sighs> Just remember, Matt, that when it comes to <laughs> whether or not a guy has a uh, vasectomy or not, there's a vast difference between <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> having a vasectomy and not having a vasectomy. <laughs> That's one of the greatest jokes of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you have male co-hosts. This is what happens when we're not over the regular broadcast. Uh, da- Dave Reynolds in the chat room. I've been listening for 10 years, but I usually fall asleep by now. And you, you're still awake tonight? Like, after all of our, uh, after all of our goofy, goofy jokes and everything. He, he did have a serious question. Can we put the Periscope videos up on the green screen? And the problem with that is it's, it's hard to do, right, Matt? Um, I think because we're, it, it's probably possible, but I think um, because we're having a little lag issue to right. begin with, I think that'll only bog it down even more. The The idea was that by doing this, we would be able to incorporate a lot of that stuff, and, and certainly in the future, hopefully, we'll be able to do it. I picked a bad night to do this show, but I was trying to tie it into National Ghost Hunting Day. So I thought it would be a good kickoff to the October show was for us, and I thought it would tie in with the National Ghost Hunting Day, and I thought it would be something that would well, all to be kind fair, of fit together. Well, to be fair, we actually planned this show ahead of time because we knew that October was going to be a little crazy for us, 
and we wanted to make sure that we got it in. And then they announced National Ghost Hunting Day, and it just happened to be the same day. I think I'm against it. I want it to Are be a you? whole month. Whatever it is, well, I'm obviously. against it. should be a whole month. Why just a day? So it's Ghost-tober. Now, it is Ghost-tober. Now, my question is, is National Ghost Hunting Day going to be October 1st every year or the first Saturday of every October? Uh-huh. No, I don't know about that. We, we you just got you just got the paranormal world together for one thing for one time. You're gonna already look for a second one. <laughs> well, it's national and it's gonna be reoccurring. I assume. Yeah, well, this is the paranormal community we're talking about. Let's so, wait and see. So, what do we want to start talking about para unity? We get an hour left. Hashtag para unity. Which I shouldn't make fun because you have a lot of people. Hashtag like Justin Timberlake. I know I only had one hand available. <laughs> but hashtag para unity. Uh, we we've done very many anti para unity shows over the years, but. You know, now it's uh, it's making a comeback, I think. Why do you think that is? People are caring more? Or they just need that sense of togetherness? Anyway, whatever it is. I, I don't know. I, well, what are you going to do? You guys maybe want to do this. I think you know thing. what the trustees can do with their suggestions. Whatever it is, I'm against it. It's like my personal theme song. Whatever it is, I'm against it. You didn't tell me you were performing tonight. I'm against it. I played Groucho Marx in high school. I'm big to principal, I'm opposed to it. Sorry, it, it just got stuck in my head, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm just going to play it. We're trying to reach out to our groups, and uh, we're having some connection troubles. I'm, you know what? I'm going to move on to another location. Uh, let's see. We're not actually sure if this person is there, so uh, would somebody mind just ducking in the other room and giving Kira a call and make sure, making sure that we can get her on the line? I like how the guy who's running things is like... I know. I- I'll do it. He wants well, to get away from Stephanie us. Stephanie just sits there doing the, the diva thing, like... Oh, yes. Yeah, kind of does that little bit of a stretch, like she's going to get up and then looks over and says, oh, you got it? Okay. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> uh, we Don't worry, Matt. We'll save some chicken wings for you. The uh, the words that I would use right now are probably not appropriate for a radio. Uh, but for YouTube, they're probably okay. I don't know. You don't know. Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm hoping that we can connect with some people. I hope, I hope that the weather isn't uh, coming down too badly on them. I don't know. I think one of the biggest problems that we're having is uh, the fact that, uh, you know, when, when they are out there, if they're trying to interact with the show at all, like, because it's on YouTube and not on the radio, like, on, even on the radio, you'd have, right. like, a 14-second delay, but with the YouTube and, and the lagging and everything, they're even further behind. Right. So it creates a few more extra moments of, uh, of anticipation. Speaking of anticipation, Mm-hmm. Did you see that uh, Fox is doing a remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show on October 20th? I heard that it might happen. No, it's it's happening. Uh, Tim Curry will be in it, but he's playing a different role, and they've got some of the stars of today. Adam Lambert's in it, for example. I don't he's amazing, though. I don't who some of the other people are that are in it, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably give it a watch. Are, are you a Rocky Horror fan? Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, my God. 
I knew that was going to happen. I was You've never seen so, it. But it's you can't just go and rent it and watch it. it. No, I can't? No. Okay. Because you'll look at it and be like, that movie sucked. Okay. And you won't get it. You have to go see it in a theater with a live audience with the audience participation. Okay, like live theater. Do you know what they do when you go to see Rocky Horror? No. So you go to see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And they they show the movie on the screen, but there's usually people in front of the screen also performing it at the same time. Okay. And then the people in the audience, there's props, and there's like call and response lines mm-hmm. in the. Th- uh, what do you think, Matt? Not happening? Uh, no, uh, not yet. Okay. Sorry, sorry. We can we we can keep uh, we can keep discussing Rocky Horror about Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick. Uh, the. <laughs> I mean, I know you've seen Rocky Horror a few times, Matt. You've seen it live in person. Uh, I've never seen it live, but I, I know of it. Who know am I talking it. to right now? <laughs> I'm already Who in trouble, are you people? so you're on the crap list with me. Listen, it's happening at the Zyterian Theater, although it's happening on the night we're having an event. We're going to have to find a night where there's Rocky Horror going on that we can go to. Oh, oh, oh I'm oh, hearing oh, the... Ma- oh. No, it's back. Um. So we're going to have to have one of those nights where we all go out as a group mm-hmm. and experience Rocky Horror. I know there's supplies involved. There There's is. a little bit of timing, um, although I'm, I don't have too much of a comic, comedic timing anyway, but I think other people there are, well, it's a group thing. Right? It is, certain, yeah. No, at certain it, times of the movie, okay, so, things happen. So the movie um, is... is it gets silly. The movie, about? You've seen the movie though, right, Matt? Yes. And you thought it was terrible, right? Um, you didn't really get it. I didn't. I didn't really get it because you didn't see it with the crowd, and it wasn't made for the crowd. That was something that happened afterwards, mm-hmm. but it it makes the difference. So basically, long story short, you go in, and you. Oh, apparently they're leaving the house. They're leaving the Keith house. Okay. Was there something that uh, scared them away, or I don't know, shunned them away? I'm talking with the the other person. They were apparently they could hear us, but we couldn't hear them. That's weird. So, that is weird. So I'm going to wait and, and see if they can get a little bit away from the house. It was radio silence and then a hang up. So, hmm. so we'll just we'll kill a little more time talking right. Rocky Horror. So, so what's Rocky Horror about? Um, that's how do I how do I explain this in a way that it's not going to sound weird? So it's basically this couple breaks down. Okay. And the nearest house is this big castle where there's like weird transvestites and Okay. You know, all kinds of strange things going on. They're mm-hmm. having a big party. Mm-hmm. Um I don't want to ruin the the plot by getting into some of the specifics. But so they're, you know, basically caught in this house with all this weird stuff going on. And the Audience participates by, like, when people will say certain lines, the audience will yell stuff out. Okay. Or, like, they'll throw things at the screen. For example, there's the, the, the person who tells the story, and at one point he'll yell out, Great Scott! And everybody will throw toilet paper, like Scott toilet paper, okay. at, at the screen. Um, there's a wedding scene, and during, in the very beginning of the movie, and during the wedding scene, people in the audience will throw rice at the screen. And so, as I said, you know, not only are you seeing it on the screen, but usually there are actors down below also performing it. Mm-hmm. And when you go, when you go to Rocky Horror for the first time, well, when you go and you're waiting in line to get into the movie, the actors will usually, or somebody will be out front and they'll ask you a trivia question. 
to know that you've definitely seen the movie and that you've experienced it before. And if you show up and you look like you have no idea what's going on, they draw a big V on your forehead because really? you're a virgin. And that could lead to you becoming part of the show in some way. That is horrific. I don't even know if I could do that. But, I mean, they don't drag you up there. Okay, good. But they might, like, look to you and be like, oh, we have a virgin over here. Oh, come on. And you can be like, no. Like, right, nobody's good. ever going to make you do anything you don't feel comfortable doing. But I've seen it uh, quite a few times. And, you know, the first time I ever saw it was when I was at UMass Dartmouth, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I went a couple of times, and I've seen it a few times since. I've seen it at Rhode Island Comic Con. You know, I've seen it in a couple of different theaters. It's fun. It's different. I don't really get involved in it, but I like to watch everybody else get involved in it. Okay. You know, I'm not someone that's going to yell at the screen and throw stuff, but I will watch other people do it. And all these different theaters and, and, you know, there's kind of the accepted ways of doing it. And then some people do other things that are a little bit different. So when you're going into the movie and you've got your big box, big box of supplies, mm-hmm. they might be like, no, why do you have bagels? Like, we don't use bagels in this production. So do you so bring your own supplies? You do. You have okay. to bring your own stuff. But how do you know what to bring? Because it's like kind of the thing. You but can look it up online. I was going to say, but if you've never been like, before, how do you know? You can look it up online. But it's kind of a thing like you – if you're going for the first time, I would not recommend bringing the props. Okay. Just go and experience it and see for yourself. Because you don't want to go there and like be like, I feel weird throwing all this stuff and then have a bunch of stuff that you're leaving behind in the theater. Okay. So, but that's that's my – yeah, all right, yep, yeah, you can throw a toast. Yep, when there's a toast. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's been a while. So, but uh, certainly – all different ways to check it out. It's very interesting. All right. I'm going to try and give uh, Melody another call because I kind of want to know why they left. I want to know if, if they got scared off or if something was going on. We may never know. Let's see if we can bring them up here. I wonder if we're on the radio right now. That's weird. That is weird, though. I have no idea. Really. You swear? Oh, that sounds like Stephanie Miller's on. Six zero. Nope. <laughs> That's exactly what you didn't want to happen. Yeah, well, it's all right if we just hear the beginning of it. All right, so hopefully uh, they will see the number and give us a call back because I really kind of want to know what's going on. Well, that time it at least went through from what it sounds like. Yeah, it connected. So they, you know, I think as they get further away, what if, what if the house had some sort of weird paranormal power over them? That would make things interesting on November 5th. Yeah. Maybe they ran out because they were terrified and were... Which you can get maybe. tickets at SpookySouthCoast.com. We're going there. Uh, so what was what was the deal with checking in with Kara at the Skim Milk Bridge? Were you able to connect with uh, her she, at all? She was, uh, I connected with her. Uh, she wasn't there yet. Okay. But, all right. she, but she may be out there a little later. She may not be. Okay. That, hey, it all works for us. It all works for us. We have another entire hour here, so we can certainly check in with her. Uh, if anybody has any questions or any thoughts, any comments, and you want to call into us, I should have mentioned... That you can also, uh, call into us, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420, if you would like to call into the show. I'm watching the viewers drop off on YouTube. I as, am. It, as it freezes up more and more. It's crazy how much it's freezing. I think, well, actually, hold you're, on. You're, let's, re- you're eating up the bandwidth by watching it. Am let's, I? Let's do Sorry. this. Let's do this. Hold on. I'm not trying to. Should I hit pause? 
No, no, good job. Yeah, Wesley Snipes is there. He didn't pay his taxes, so what? Did you see that? All right, name? so Stephanie like, Miller is on the radio. So we could theoretically just take over the radio, right? Let's do it. All right. It's easier said than done. Hold on. I don't know why it's come, but I actually didn't touch anything that time, so. <laughs> Maybe it was our cue. Let's do this. Let's bring these down. And welcome everybody into Spooky South Coast, broadcasting live over WBSM and also. Oh, hold on. Let me put these back in there. All right. We are broadcasting live on WBSM as well as on our YouTube channel. Uh, we are joining the show in progress. After you watch the Red Sox game, I don't even know what happened in the game. I don't know the final score. Uh, but we are in the middle of our Bridgewater Triangle annual investigation show. We do this each and every year here on Spooky South Coast. We send teams out into the Bridgewater Triangle, and we have them conduct investigations, and then we check in with them during the course of the night. We are also broadcasting through, as I said, through YouTube, but we are sharing with the world through the hashtag SSCBT, you can actually follow along with things on Twitter, on Facebook, on our social media as these teams are out there sharing live video, sharing photos, you know, just tweeting out what they think about what's going on. But we are also checking in with them as well uh, over the phone. And we've had some trouble with, our, you know, our own internet stream is giving us trouble here because of the weather. Yeah. We've also had some trouble connecting with some of the groups and investigators out there as well. So we're doing our best to kind of fight through the technical difficulties. We could have just stayed off the air and stayed YouTube only and screwed around some more. But you know, we figured get on the airwaves. Yeah, definitely. Bring people to Bridgewater Triangle Show. But if you missed any portion of the show, we will have it for you in its entirety by both podcast and by hopefully YouTube video. Matt, is that... Is that questionable because it keeps freezing up? Does that script the the actual recording of the video, or is it just the stream? Um, it may kind of screw up the video, but we'll put something up. We'll make sure uh, this the show gets out some some way or another. Yeah, there'll be some sort of version of it. We're we're certainly doing our best to try and fight our way through these technical difficulties. Thank you to everybody that has been paying attention in the chat room and on YouTube and uh, trying to follow along. Uh, sorry, I was just trying to read some of those comments. Uh, we want to thank all the groups out there that joined us tonight, even if we can't connect with them all over the course of the next hour. Uh, we want to thank DLH Paranormal. They are out there in the Freetown State Forest. We have Deb, Heather, Laura, Cindy, and there was one other name that I forgot what they had mentioned. Uh, we have Kira, who's trying to head out there to the Skim Milk Bridge, if she can get out there. We have Katie, Corey, Ross, and Julie out in the Hockamock Swamp. We have Mark, Miranda, Deb, Nick, Chrissy, and Kim out in Anawan Rock. And uh, we had out at the Keith House, we had Melody, Mindy, and Dave, as well as Kim and Carolyn from the Old Bridgewater Historical Society, all out there at the Keith House. And we had mentioned earlier in the show that we will actually be holding an event at the Keith House on November 5th. We will be having sp- go inside the Bridgewater Triangle with Spooky South Coast on November 5th. We will be investigating the Keith House that was built in 1662, the oldest parsonage in America. Also, the old Bridgewater Historical Society building, three stories loaded with archives, including artifacts from King Philip's War. Uh, also, the old cemetery where the Keith family is interred. 
and War Memorial Park, which contains the pulpit rock where Reverend Keith used to deliver his sermons. So that event is on sale through our website, SpookySouthCoast.com. If you go there and click on the events, you will see the link to be able to purchase tickets. But we also, we kind of let the cat out of the bag. We did. About a big station event that's happening on October 15th, the return of Face Your Fears Night. Uh, they haven't given us the official launch yet, so you can't buy the tickets quite yet. We're waiting for some uh, paperwork to be finished off with I's dotted and T's crossed and dotting all the lowercase J's. But <laughs> the, uh, you know, it's, it's all but a done deal. October 15th, Fort Adams in Newport, Massachusetts. Face your fears night. It's going to be a crazy night investigating a huge complex with all kinds of very, very interesting paranormal reports. Those tickets will go on sale in just a matter of days. As soon as everything is all finalized, those tickets will be up for sale. We'll have them on WBSM.com and on Fun107.com. If you've never delved into the paranormal history of Fort Adams, so many weird stories that have happened. There's a woman who died under mysterious circumstances who is said to haunt the place. Uh, One of the more interesting stories is there was um, two privates who one shot the other on the 4th of July, uh, I think in 1799. And the story is that they had actually been celebrating by drinking a little too much rum and that one of them shot the other one while they were drunk and is still said to haunt the property. So those are just a little bit of a taste of some of the paranormal stories coming out of there. So that will be happening on October 15th. So don't make any plans for the next couple of weeks because we've got something October 15th. We've got something October 22nd that's actually already sold out. October 29th and November 5th now that we've just announced today. So we're going to keep you busy throughout all of the spooky season. Yes, all of the. And we got some stuff going on, it looks like, with uh, DLH Paranormal. So maybe maybe we should check in with them. Let's see if... uh, I hate to almost break up what's going on over there, but we want to find out. Right. And thankfully, it's, uh, you know, thankfully, it's actually the somebody else that's operating the K2 instead of the person, I'm sorry, the REM pod instead of the person that we're calling. So that gives us a little bit of... Right. That's kind of the way that we want to set this up is so that people are available to take the call whenever. And they, they can still stream video and audio and all that other stuff if they want. Oh, i got to push over to this side. Let's see if the call is being placed. Oh, you know what? i got to put that into program, too. Hello? Hi, Deb? Yeah. Hi, it's Tim. You're on the air. We're actually on the radio now. Hey, Tim. How are you? Oh, well, I saw her online through the hashtag SSCBT and, and through, the, uh, through the chat room somebody posted that you guys actually have some activity po- picking up over there. Oh, my God, it's been insane. The first thing we did was we went lights out and put the laser grid. So we were seeing some movement and then some red lights in the laser grid. Heather and Laura were feeling an energy behind them. They could actually feel someone behind them. And then the K2 meters started to go crazy, and the REM pod started to go crazy as well at the same time. I mean, our REM pod does not go off really that often, and it was just you could feel it. There was somebody here. It was it was amazing. And so, I mean, with with things picking up, I mean, we were just saying off. You know, we were saying 
on the air, but uh, you know, not on the call with you earlier. That it seems to to kind of go that way with our triangle investigation shows. Stuff kind of starts off slow, but then during the course of the program and during the course of these investigations, things start to really pick up. They do. They really do, and it comes in waves as well. And now all of a sudden, everything is just quiet. Oh yeah, and it was funny. The other thing that seemed to set it all off too was my friend Sue brought out her dousing rods. And we um, we actually felt as though we were communicating with a Native American um, spirit. We had a little conversation with the K2 meter. He said he was a shaman. Um, and Sue said to him, she said, you know, Chief, do you know everybody's names? And it crossed for yes. And then she said, well, you can you point to Cindy? And it, her rods pointed right over to the two Cindys. And she said everybody's name, and the rods would point right at us. So, and, and as I'm saying this to you now, my K2 weed is going off, and my rampart is starting to go off again as I'm talking about it. Wow. And I'm at a distance from them, too, so that, you know, my phone is not setting them off. So I, I really feel as though it's a Native American spirit that's been here with us, and he is really strong. So now, uh, what's your plan for the night? I mean, uh, we're, we're going to wrap up here at midnight. Are you guys going to stick around? Or are you going to keep investigating? Or are you going to call it when we call it? Well, poor Cindy has to go to work, so I have to get her back. So oh, I know that feeling. She worked all night. So. All right. Well, you guys, uh, we're losing you a little bit there. You stay safe out there, and uh, we'll certainly look forward to seeing more videos and photos and stuff, and, and let us know in the coming days if you actually caught anything out there. All right, we definitely will. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for taking part. You guys are great. DLH Paranormal, everybody. You can follow them on social media at DLH Paranormal. Deb, tell everybody thank you from us and stay safe. All right, I will. Thanks, Tim. Take care. And uh, again, uh, at DLH Paranormal, if you want to check them out. They also work at the Lizzie Borden House as well. So, you know, if you go over there and take a tour, chances are you will run into Deb as part of your tour while you're over there. So, uh, we, you know, the group that's out at Anawan Rock... They they tweeted out, Chrissy tweeted out that, you know, we may have pizza and wings, but they have cannolis. So What? You're right. Why don't we have cannolis? Well, because we can only do so much here, Stephanie. <laughs> As I said earlier, this magnificent feast represents the last of Petty Cash. I um I did offer ice cream quite a few times. Yeah, and else. you didn't deliver, so Because nobody said they wanted any. I don't want to be the only loser with ice cream. Well, I, listen, I was going to tell you to bring it, but I was like, well, where are we going to keep it? It's, it's going to melt by the time we get we to it. We could have just eaten it. Plus, I had some Rocky here. Road earlier. That's why you cheated on me. It was in the freezer, so I figured I should eat it. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can uh, if we can keep things going. Now, again, uh, for those of you who are new to the show, I, I noticed, Matt, we kind of shut things down. Do, do we shut things down? I was hoping that that would alleviate some of the stress. Shutting down the monitor? Hmm. Uh, it doesn't. Let me refresh over here and see if it helped me out any. I paused mine. But we were we were green screening during the show. We had the map up uh, that was marked with all of the sites. But you can see it for yourself by going to SpookySouthCoast.com. It's right up there for you to check out and see where people are. Oh, there I am. Oh, look. Things are looking good. So you can actually see the different sites on the map of where we have teams positioned tonight. And I know that one group has actually already left, still trying to check in with them and see if they can kind of give us an update as to what happened and, uh, you know, see if... Still can't get a hold of them? No, I haven't seen... They haven't seen the message that I sent. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. 
It's very bizarre. I don't know what's going on. Very weird. By the way, congratulations to a friend of the show, Olivia Marks, named Miss New Bedford tonight. Very cool. So we'll have to get her on the show at some point. There we go. And she's been on my Saturday morning show a number of times, but we'll get her on the show. She's Miss. She's been Miss Massachusetts Outstanding Teen in the past, and I think I remember you mentioning that. She's a very good kid. Yeah, very good kid. A lot of great kids in the city of New Bedford in the area. Uh, we try to make sure that we put a, a big focus on them. None of them actually want to come in tonight and help us out and be our interns tonight. But now we have all these pizza and wings. That I'm gonna to to take home and my son will help me take care of. But I'm sure. The, the, uh, you know, the, Olivia at least had an excuse. She was out winning the Miss New Bedford title, so. I was gonna say, she might have joined us, but. Where is everybody busy. else? That's the question. Uh, but we are gonna keep trying to, uh, connect with some of these groups that are out there. Uh, again, we have teams positioned in the Freetown State Forest, uh, at the Hockamock Swamp, out at Anawan Rock, and we had a group out at the Keith House, uh, which it was the site of where that event is that I was talking about earlier. Let me see if I can bring up another group on here. Yeah, let me pull that down. And we'll try and connect in with the Hockamock Swamp group again. At least I didn't read their phone number out over the air. Hello, Hello. Ross. Hi, Ross. Yep. All right, we got you on the air. We're actually on the radio now. Oh, wow. Awesome. So, uh, so we've been checking in, uh, with you. We checked in with you earlier out at the Hawkmock Swamp and, and things were getting pretty weird. How are, how are things going now? Good. Uh, we moved, we moved, we've been slowly moving back down the trail. And I think at one point we, um, Katie got something by her trail with some kind of shadow figure, she thinks. But she definitely jumped almost a mile. And we stopped and, did some digging into what what it might have been but um other than that you know we've just uh we've come upon some kind of old structures came upon some kind of it was like maybe like an old bypass for a riverbed at one point just kind of took some uh photos out there so it certainly seems though like uh you know and some of the other places have had activity picking up as mm-hmm. the show goes on uh is it is it kind of one of those um you know, is it one of those nights where you can kind of tell if if things are dissipating? If you can tell if you know the energy is changing? I feel like it's just been the same the entire night since we've been here. You know, it's like slowly it will kind of die down and then pick back up. It's kind of been fluctuating. And you said it hasn't that you really been too consistent. You but, tried I mean, to, it's been consistent, sorry. but you know, so you uh, you tried to uh, follow along something that was happening. Did it turn out to be something that was explainable? No, not that we could quantify yet. <laughs> um, definitely not. I mean, we definitely have had some things that were like, well, what the heck was that? And um, we did some EVP sessions earlier, and, uh, you know, we have some other evidence, photographic evidence, that we'll probably have to review as well. But no, nothing nothing so far that we could say, oh, yeah, that was just this. So where did you use as your as your entry point for the swamp? Where did you guys kind of uh, decide to come in from? There's a trail that leads behind uh, the old random dog track. Okay, yep. And uh, we mostly went down to one of the ponds. And, uh, I mean, you know, the entire area is pretty is the swamp. 
and uh, we backed up to one of the ponds for a little while, and we've just been kind of scoping out various areas along the trail. I mean, that's the the thing about you know going out to the hawk is you say, oh, we're going to go cover the Hockamock Swamp, and people, bless you, Stephanie, people don't realize how big of an area there is to cover and how easy it is to get lost, which is why I wanted to make sure that you guys had a, a sizable group with people that had experience being out there, especially in the dark. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And uh, Corey's been out here. I I know he's been out here and at a different spot before. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's been interesting. You know, we could definitely do a number of things. Whether we do knocking to try to communicate with Bigfoot, or you know, catch the paranormal, or you know, there's a variety of different things. And See, I was I, I was really... actually you know even the old uh, triangle uh, UFO was a you know a story out of the documentary from uh, the the random dog track. I was really hoping Corey would have a ghost experience while he was out there. Uh, I think he did. Oh, really? I, I think he just doesn't know what it was. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you're in the chat room frequently on Saturday nights on yep. YouTube. You know, you see that, you know, he's he questions a lot of the stuff that we talk about from a, from a ghost perspective, being more into the physical side of things with the cryptids. So I was yeah. hoping he would kind of have his eyes opened a little bit more, and I'm I'm glad that it sounds like maybe he did. Yeah, I, th- I think he might have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I can't I can wait. Definitely understand. He's he's definitely had that you know more of that interest. So can't wait to hear uh, you know how he explains it away. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, right. and uh, and stay safe well, out there. Are you guys going to stick around well, out there after the show, or are you going to call it call it at midnight? Um, I think we're going to call it at midnight. You know, like the trail. I mean, we're going to about a good. I mean, we were about a good mile in. So you know, probably by the time we get to the end of the trail be closer to midnight so all right well we'll just keep an eye out for you uh posting anything else with the hashtag sscbt cool very much all right thank okay. you ross right, and then. say thank you all to everybody right. out there no problem all right yep. be safe all right bye. that is uh ross katie Corey, and julie they're all out there in the hockamock swamp area and uh certainly sounds like you know they they know what they're doing so i, f- I feel pretty confident that we we definitely have the right people going out to the Hockamock Swamp. That's always the one site that I worry about the most. And this is probably the time in the show when we warn everybody, you know, don't go out to these locations alone. Don't trespass, certainly. Uh, We make sure that groups get permission before they go. We make sure that they check in with the local authorities and the local police to let them know that they're going to be out there uh, so that if they do decide to kind of follow, you know, if they do decide to to uh, patrol, they can check in on them and make sure that they're safe. You know, we also want to make sure that when you're putting people out there that they understand it's, you know, the, the, the safety of them is first and foremost. It's great if you happen to catch something paranormal or if something strange and unexplained happens, but first and foremost, we want to make sure that you come back out in the same lo- same shape that you went in. So that's got to take the utmost importance at all times. And if that means, you know, calling the investigation short because you feel like it would be a little more dangerous to be out there that late, then that's certainly what you want to do. And that's something that we've had, something that we've had happen, uh, in the past as well. So we've had people say, you know what? I just don't want to be out here. I don't blame them. I mean, especially on a night like tonight, it's stormy, it's dark, it's kind of creepy. A lot of people are, Reporting, you know, thick, tense air. So, I mean, it could be a night of crazy paranormal activity or it could be a night of just wet yuck. I'm just trying to connect with the with some of the folks that were at the uh, Keith house and find out. Uh, so it wasn't anything bad that, that led to them. It was just a, a long day and a long drive home. 
Okay. So I was just as long as it wasn't like, uh, you know, something no demons. scary and yeah. And they said, you know, we got to get out of here because, you know, we, we have an event booked there November 5th and I want people to feel comfortable buying tickets, helping right. out the old Bridgewater Historical Society or, you know, maybe some people would be like, yeah, that's the place I want to go. Course. Send me where the demons are. Not me. But, uh, we, we, I am hearing reports that, you know, there's nothing, no, no strong activity to speak of. No, not tonight. So, but you know, the great thing is, you know, in p- promoting this event over the next couple of weeks, we can certainly have, you know, the historical society members pop on for a bit. We yeah. can have Melody and Mindy pop on for a bit and kind of share, you know, their experiences there and share what they thought so that. It's a great idea. You know, I don't want them to feel like they came down for nothing to take part in this investigation, but. Uh, seeing, you know, the, the mention of where they've been today, just mm-hmm. all the driving around they've oh, done. Oh yeah, they've been all over the place today. Well, that's the thing about National Ghost Hunting Day is there was a lot going on. Yes, there was. And so we appreciate them coming down and taking part of it. So thank you to, uh, to Melody and Mindy and Dave for coming down and thank you to, uh, some of the folks from the Historical Society for letting them in. So they said, this is what they're saying went on there. Uh, they caught a few orbs, but that's about it. Uh, they got one spike on Kim's EMF reader, but nothing that they could get on film. So, still, you know, it's all part of the story of the Keith right. house. So, all part of what we can take into our investigation there on November 5th. What do you think about checking in with our cannoli friends? We can do that. I just got to stretch. Matt, am I, uh, am I out of the camera shot if I stand up? Uh, you're okay. Because I know we have the camera kind of high, but... Uh, you know, I do three hours on the radio every Saturday morning. Oh, I'm going old school here. Wait, old school. You stand up. I want to stand up and do the show. For those unfamiliar, I did like the first, I don't know what, like six, seven years of the show? Standing up. Standing up. Right here. Yep. Matt Moniz used to sit where Stephanie is. Matt Costa would be here behind the board before we had more important technical stuff for him to do. And I would stand in the middle and kind of mm-hmm. just boss everybody around. I remember that. I actually used to have to stand there for one reason only, because it's the only spot I could see the phone. Mm-hmm. So, otherwise I would have preferred to sit. But also I thought it brought a different energy to the show when I stood up. So let's see if we can check in with our Anawan Rock group. Our Anawan Rock group? That would be, that should be the name of a rock group. Anawan. See that? They can do covers of Rainbow since you've been gone. Cause that's been in my head since this morning, Matt. Nice. Alright, so let's check in with our new rock group, Anawan. That has delicious cannolis. Do you want me to just tell them, like, if they want to they come can, back here with cannolis, we'll trade them some here. pizza and wings? Absolutely, 100%. If you do not suggest that, we will not be friends anymore. Well, we can certainly bring it up to them when they're on Okay, there. good. They're not that far away from the station. No, not at all. This is also good radio, letting the phone ring over there, but Matt's got his hands full over there. I feel like i got to help out. Hello? Hello, Mark. You're on the air. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Ted? All right. So uh, the most important question that we have for you is, can you come to the studio and we'll trade you some pizza for cannolis? They want to trade pizza for cannolis. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you do need dessert after all those wings, I'm sure. This is a serious we barely, inquiry. We barely touch the food. And we have this like gigantic-sized thing of chocolate peanut butter Chex Mix. Stop it. Yep. See, you Dominic guys know how, to, you know how to prepare for an investigation. Why aren't you here right now? We offered you to come out here, but you blew us off. 
I didn't blow you off. I have to be here to. She didn't to have to be here, and we never told her she had to be. She just didn't want to get wet. What would you do without me? She wanted to stay nice and dry and warm inside the studio while you guys were that out there slipping true. and sliding down here. Yeah. In, in all seriousness, I do want to go out there. So if any of you want to take me out there, I am game for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, do we have to take it back anytime. I'm I'm oh, off yeah. most nights, uh, just Saturday and Sunday at work. So awesome. Yeah, whatever. We'll have to get Dave to come out too because he missed out tonight. Yeah, I feel bad. So, happen, you know? has anything been changed? Uh, has anything changed since the last time we spoke with you out there? Well, that light stopped as soon as we talked about it on the radio. Well, of course. But yeah. now we're getting uh, weird noises on either side, and uh, it's just bouncing around noises. I even tried uh, banging a branch against a tree. Maybe we get the uh, Bigfoot type creature that's around here, but that didn't get anything going. But just weird noises around here and there. Not nothing consistent and not in the same place all the time, just bouncing around. But not like a distinct animal, just something, uh, something other than that. Like we'll hear like a like a voice, but hmm. then it'll be gone and it won't be anyone over there. And um, and then there was you know like a just a weird strange noise, but then nothing again. So it's I don't know I don't know if something's coming around or or what it is, but it's it's weird noises now is the new thing. No more visual anything. So it's almost like it goes through like cycles of what the activity is and, you know, just enough to yeah. keep your interest and keep That's you out there. Say it exactly. So are you guys going to wrap it up uh, at midnight when the show is over? Are you going to stick around for a while? We'll probably stick around a little bit if, if we keep getting noises around. At least so the cannolis and the check, wanted, checks mix are going. You know, show us something. Right. You're going to stay out there till the cannolis wear off. Yeah. We'll stay out here till the cannolis are gone. Exactly. There's 24 we got to work our way through. I uh, I heard there's a boogeyman out there, and you have to wrap up right now and drive to Fairhaven. <laughs> I don't think that's true there, young lady. I don't know. I think it is. Stephanie said she heard there's a boogeyman out there that goes after cannolis, and we need to wrap up and go to the studio. <laughs> See? She just wants those cannolis really bad. See? And, uh, and, and you know that they are craving pizza because, you know, Dustin stopped by earlier. Of course, and discussed Well, you pizza. know, we had all that stuff early. We stopped at a local pizza place. Nice try. Right. I'm trying um, everything here. <laughs> she's trying everything except getting in the car and going out there. Right? She's afraid of the swamp. She can't you, handle it. you got to go down 44. You can pick up the hitchhiker on your way. I don't have to go down I 44. You No, but you can. I can. And you can pick up the red-headed hitchhiker. I could and bring them there. Yes. Maybe bring, I'll do well, that. Yeah, my number. We'll be here. Bring him, bring him <laughs> pizza. And you a cannoli. A cannoli. Oh, that that's not worth it. <laughs> Wait, how many does Tim require? We don't want to talk about how many cannolis Tim has. <laughs> All right, well, Mark, thank no, you for, for being out there, and thank everybody out there for, for taking part tonight, and uh, and stay safe. We'll do it. I look forward to it every year. No All right. We'll, we'll keep watching for anything you guys post using the hashtag SSCBT. You got it. Have a great night. You too. Bye. That is Mark. Uh, he's out there at Anawan Rock with Miranda, Deb, Nick, Chrissy, and Kim, and cannolis. Ugh. You know, if you if you need a snack that bad, first of all, you I'm eating gummy, gummy bears. Gummy bears I know. Which, by the way, what's rule number one of being on the radio? Don't eat on the We're actually on the radio now, not on YouTube. Uh, so I think Fine. we've we've checked in with everybody that's available. Did uh, did Kira say if she was going to reach out to us if she made it out there? Or should we check with her? Uh, she was going to let us know if she got okay. out there. So we're going to keep an eye out to see if. Uh, if she does, in fact, let us know that she's out there. So, th- you know, that's the thing about sending all these groups out and around. You know, they th- these are people who, these aren't first-timers. 
These are people who know how to conduct an investigation. They know how to get out there and hopefully gather evidence, hopefully have an experience, but also they know how to prepare for the fact that you're going to sit there for hours and something might not happen. And part of that is you have to spend some time attuning yourself to your surroundings and you have to spend some time getting to know the location where you are so that you can kind of pick out what seems strange and unusual. So when Mark is calling me and telling me, hey, you know, we think we have some sort of a weird light and and now, you know, we're hearing these strange noises, I know that they're dialed in enough to what's going on out there that when something changes like that, you know, and they tell me that it's different, I, I, I put some stock in that. Right. I mean, that being said, we have also advertised that there's cannolis out there, so who knows... Who's out there looking for them? Why don't we just stop saying the C word? Cannoli, cannoli. Holy cannoli. They're not, you know, cannolis are all right. They're not that great. Have you ever had them from Mike's? I I don't know if I've had them from there, but I've had Mo- cannolis from a lot of places. Modern pastry is better. What is it? Modern pastry. Better than Mike's in Boston? Oh, yeah. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Where's that? It's right next door. Really? Trust Tor- this guy. Tours, tours go to Mike's. Oh, oh! See, look at that. Really? He's, dr- he's dropping that Boston <laughs> knowledge on you. Yep, you see them all on the Segway, and they all have that little Mike's pastry box. Oh, I've never seen this that. This is a real there's, thing. There's people, no, yeah, there's no, there's pe- no, no line at Modern. People are actually going around on Segways. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought Segways were done. No, well, they there's, there's, have a, there's like a tours. tour. There's like a yeah. tour, oh, okay. a Segway tour, and every they all stop at. I, they have them in Florida. I didn't think they had Segway tours in Boston. Oh yeah, yep. oh yeah. They, they really? have a Segway tour at Gillette Stadium. I remember you told me that. I've taken that one. The, um... (laughs) Don't laugh. You just laughed. My nervous laugh. I need cannolis now. This is all I'm going to think about, jerks. Holy cannoli. They don't have some sort of cannoli at 7-Eleven. Tonight's tonight's <laughs> show is fueled by 7-Eleven. Do we have 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven behind uh, me? I, I didn't have a you deal. can't just eat a cannoli can, from anywhere. I don't think you can have... A seven eleven. Like I I don't think you would want a seven eleven. No. Well no, because listen, no. all right, stop. This is where we go off topic Unless a little bit. And we start getting off the subject of the paranormal and, and onto, onto the subject of snack cakes. Seven <laughs> eleven has the greatest snack cake of all snack cakes. Seven eleven does? Yes. Describe snack cake. You know, like a like a host, uh, like a way, Twinkie, me, like me, something from Little Debbie or Hostess or Drake. But like Seven Eleven brand. Yes, it's okay. their brand. Let me mention that uh, paranormal investigators run on snack cakes. Oh, absolutely. Energy drinks and coffee. Like right now, so this is like, National Ghost Hunting so Day. So this is actually a relevant, a relevant topic. This is a very important discussion for National exactly. Ghost Hunting Day because groups all over the world are investigating and pounding snack cakes at the same time. So the greatest. Snack cake, in my opinion, and you're seeing me on YouTube. I've had a lot of snack cakes in my day. <laughs> the the best, 100%, absolutely, is the 7-Eleven chocolate pudding pie. Chocolate pudding pie. You know okay. how much I like the fruit pies. Right. This is this. This is a, like the fruit pie, mm-hmm. only it's got chocolate pudding inside of it, and it's got the nice sugar glazed outside. And it's the perfect, like, it's not crunchy. I was going to ask if it was mm-hmm. like a lava cake. It's not overly soft. No, no, it's, it's like the regular like pie cake. shell. Yeah, okay. It's, it's like a, like a chocolate cream pie. Okay. Without the cream. In this shell with like the, the sugar glaze over it. 
fantastic. It's like a dollar seventy nine. So I has, had one for breakfast today. Oh, that's just I feel like that's expensive for a snack. Not egg. for the snack. No. Egg. And I might even be wrong on the price. Is it worth it? Totally well, worth it. It is chocolate pudding on the go. It's chocolate pudding without yeah. a spoon. You don't need a spoon you don't need to a spoon. experience the joy okay. of chocolate pudding. So I have to ask, you walk into 7-Eleven, how do you make your selection? You just go into the snack cake aisle and grab the chocolate pudding pie. I know, but how did you come across it? How did you decide? Because I've tried every pie snack of so every... So you just go by your mood? Yeah. Okay. And there's some days that I walk in and it's got to be hostess, and there's other days I walk in and I'm like, you know what? I'll take that Mrs. Freshly's. Okay. All right. I was going to say, okay. hostess, you made the money, huh? <laughs> All right. The hostess is only when I'm flush with cash. The rest of the time, it's the 99 cent Mrs. Fresh. Not petty cash. Or even sometimes a little Debbie. Yes, this magnificent feast, this represents the last of petty cash. So the uh, the chocolate pudding snack cake is definitely worth it. Th- I highly recommend that when you leave here tonight, you stop at 7-Eleven, you get one. I don't know if I can afford eating that stuff after midnight. Yes, you can. You no. weigh like 18 pounds. You'll be fine. I don't weigh That Bridgewater Triangle shirt is falling off of you. No, it's not. I just wanted to put in a plug for the Bridgewater Triangle shirt. You did. Shirt. They, we haven't gotten that on film yet, have we? Well, you've been on camera all night. But, I know, uh, but not the shirt. You know, they, for those of you, you who it. are enjoying your Bridgewater Triangle merchandise, uh, you know, Stephanie has the long sleeve version I of the do. shirt. So if you don't have the long sleeve version, you certainly can get one at thebridgewatertriangle.com. Is that it? The Bridgewater Triangle? No, it's Bridgewater Triangle.com. I know there's competing sites. Yes. So bridgewatertriangle.com, you can get all your merch there. You know that because, you know, you've said it 150 times I recording did, commercials. And if you ask Aaron, it's bad. I've said it one too many times. How, how did filming that commercial go the other day? Because I know the weather wasn't great. The weather was terrible. I um, I actually made an effort to you know do my hair, get get ready, and I feel like I spent more time getting ready just to have it all washed out with the rain when I got there. Um, it was cold. It was wet. We laughed a lot. My I looked like a wet rat by the time I left. So we tried to to get the shot as best we could and Aaron seems to be happy with it but it's uh it's always fun trying to repeat like lines over and over again but oh it unfroze I was saying my computer just froze in the best doy picture of oh. you ever on oh YouTube. no it's been all night <laughs> all night it's oh terrible. we got another one yep I look high as a kite every single time it freezes well we're talking about snack cake so I think people are probably going to assume <laughs> that we are but we got some votes in the chat room by the way on YouTube oh yeah we got some votes uh, we have the Chocolate Scream Twinkie. There's a vote for that. Okay. That's a green one, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. Chocolate Scream. And, and Balzano is voting for the Ninja Turtle Drake Cake. I don't know if I've ever had that one. Hmm. I don't know. There's a no. huge contingent of people, and I mentioned this before, that are uh, trying to bring back the Choco Bliss. I hope that that never happens. I don't know what that a is. A Chocodile is pretty good. Chocodile? Do you know what Chocodile is? No. It's a chocolate-covered Twinkie. Okay. Hmm. I had no idea. You know what's not good? Anything with coconut. No snowballs. No snowballs? No matter what the definition that's is. <laughs> <laughs> no snowballs. I, um, I hate coconut. That's, that's I marshmallows hate too, coconut. right? Yeah, marshmallow yeah, and no, coconut. I hate I chocolate, I think. Marshmallow. I hate marshmallow and I hate coconut. Maybe yes. Well, I like marshmallow, but I hate coconut. I also hate mint and chocolate together. See, and yeah. here's my boy Jim. He's partial to the cheese Danish. I like the cheese Danish. Mm-hmm. What is a cheese Danish? You don't know what a cheese Danish a cheese is? Danish? I've seen them, but I've never tried them. They look creepy. That's a pastry with That's like cheese, cheese in it. That's like a like pastry a cream doesn't cheese. look creepy. It looks creepy. I've never heard that before. This is. I'm I really picky. I don't know who you are. 
Yes, you do. You don't eat cheese Danish. You don't. You don't. You've never seen Rocky Horror <laughs> no Picture Show. Nothing. I am your best friend. A, a in the entire different. world. A Kanish is <laughs> both of you. Kanish is delicious. I like, like this. But it's a, but it's meat. Right. But do you eat a lot of Jewish snack. food? Do you eat a lot of Jewish food working in Boston? Uh, I have. Yeah. 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 But yep. do they have like like uh, like food carts that sell Jewish food? Like, can you get a Kanish on a uh, cart? There's a um, like a small leg deli. I can't remember the name of it. But it's probably something. By the way, Carnegie Deli. Closing at the uh, end of 2016. No! Yeah. I'm so glad that I went when I did. Yeah. I, I've never been. That I'm going to have to go. That was a big road trip. Go before. I have two months. Road two trip. Months we have Three to go. Left. Woody Allen's for everybody. Yep. If you're not familiar with Woody Allen is, follow me on Instagram. They have the Ted Danson. Is that where the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they have the Ted Danson there. <laughs> the Larry David Whitefish. Nobody wants Whitefish on a sandwich. I remember Capers. When- <laughs> that's what it, no, that's what it was. It was tuna with capers, yep, right? Tuna. Nobody wants capers on a sandwich. Who likes capers? Nobody likes capers. <laughs> like little tiny lemon balls. I'm starving now. Uh, no, Carnegie Deli road trip. That's a right. must. Right. We have it's to, uh, haunted and we need to investigate. Exactly. We need to investigate the ghost of all of those half-sour pickles that disappeared. Mm, food. So we have to go down to the Carnegie Deli. We have to... There probably is some sort of... Spirit or oh, I'm sure. All the there. celebrities that have gone through right. there. They probably still go in there because it's, it's, it's a hell awesome. of a sandwich. It, that's Woody Allen. I will, it's non, the number one far and away best sandwich I've ever had in my mm. life. It's, there's not even a close second. The Woody Allen, if you're not familiar, no. pastrami and corned beef. Is that what you got when you went? Piled high. Yes. That okay. was the Woody Allen. And because we talked about this, I feel like forever since you made your so trip there. Good. And when you got there, you sent me a picture of your food. Total, total tourist trap, I'm sure, for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I don't care. I will go back in a second. Because if it was I, worth I, it. I didn't bring home the half-sour pickles when I should have, mm-hmm. and I did not bring home some of the New York cheesecake, mm-hmm. which was also a mistake. I feel like we get like this about oh. food all the time. Like What, what happened with I've, the chili that time? Or chili dogs? or Oh, Skyline chili? Yeah. I'm still, I still want more. Somebody has to send me some Skyline chili. I know we have fans <laughs> out in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Newkirks live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Somebody send me some Skyline chili. It's that serious, huh? It is that serious. Yes. Okay. What is, what is great about it? You need It's to terrible. Me. It's not good really? at all. But it's just when you start, it's like. I've never had it. Me neither. Like, it's yeah. like, if you went to the dollar store and bought chili, you know, like when you, have you ever bought and stuff from the dollars? Matt, you know uh, what I'm talking yeah. about. You're a frugal gentleman. <laughs> You're frugal like I, frugal like frugal. I this, yep. this show has gone totally off Thrifty. the rails. Oh my god, way. yes. But we've also been on since nine going strong about paranormal, so we can go a little off topic. Uh, did you see Jimmy sent you the perfect outfit on Twitter? I am trying to look right now. Okay, yeah, it's definitely for you. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm like, scared. So you go to the dollar store, Matt. And you walk in and they have like very off, off, off brands of things. You know, a lot of times the dollar store is just like smaller versions of like known name brand products, bless you. Thank you. Right. But sometimes too, they also have these weird products that you're like, what is this company? Like, I don't know who this is. Right. And I made the mistake before of buying dollar store coin beef hash. We've all been there. I would call it just slightly above dog food. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I didn't like it and I went to give it to my dog, my dog was like, what, what is this? Yeah. So, you know, and, and imagine, like, what the dollar store off-brand chili would be like. That's a thing. And that's kind of <laughs> like Skyline. I don't think there's any beans in it. I think it's just, like, meat and chili sauce, and it's it's not all that good. Mm-hmm. But when you start making things with it... It actually promotes the fact that it's all GMO. Does it really? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. 
So if you made, if uh, like if you grill up a nice hot dog, toast the bun, throw some Skyline chili on it with some shredded cheddar right. cheese, boom, perfect. Oh, the, you you have when you have a chili dog, you have to go with the worst chili in the world. Right, you like because it's it's real it's really the after effect. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you're really only eating it. It's not because the chili dog is the best thing ever. It's, right, it's really just to gross out the people in the car on the ride home. Right. Oh my god. Exactly. But uh, oh, it ch- is. I'm convinced by the way, the chili dogs are the perfect food when drinking. Like mm-hmm. nothing tastes better than a chili dog when when you've had a few beers. But so anyway, so you make the chili dog or you make the and I got to thank Blanger for teaching me all this. Mm-hmm. You make the three-way or the four-way. And the three-way is where you take spaghetti no. And you mix <laughs> Skyline chili with it and shredded cheese. Okay, like noodles or actual like spaghetti with sauce? Literally spaghetti. No, not with sauce. Okay. Just the pasta. Okay, all right. But you, it, it, you know, like uh, I'm sure you've had chili mac before. No. You've never made chili mac? Where no. you? It's basically like American chop suey with helper. chili. Okay. Hammer and helper pick. All right. right. Yeah, yeah, they make it, but I like to, I prefer it myself. It does, like, it does just fine by itself. Okay. I don't know why they call it hamburger <laughs> helper. So the <laughs> you take the 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 spaghetti, you mix right. it with the chili, you mix it with the cheese. That's the three way. You okay. want to make the four way. You do the same thing, but you add in fried onions. And what does that taste like? Like heaven in your mouth. Really? It tastes you- like it tastes like the entire Cincinnati city of Cincinnati is one giant <laughs> choir of angels, and that one giant <laughs> choir of angels is literally vomiting up. Out of their gullets, the perhaps the most delicious thing that the world has ever seen, and <laughs> de- delivering it directly into your bowl on top of a pile of spaghetti. And so now, this is a great sales pitch. Oh yeah, does this taste the same if you're sober? Now, no one has ever done it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's never been done before. <laughs> I, 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 well, I've had it sober. I've had it when I was stone cold sober. Mm. And uh-huh. it was still pretty damn good. Really? Yes. Okay. But it doesn't work. I've tried it with other chilies, canned chilies. I would never do it with real homemade chili because that's just, you know, that's sacrilege. Oh, right. But I have tried it with other canned chilies, Hormel, whatever. It doesn't right. work. It has to be the Skyline. I wonder why. It, I don't know. But it, it, you know, and, 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 and when Belanger told me about it, I was like, yeah, right. Whatever. I don't yep. really like canned chili. Like, my wife makes an awesome chili. Why would I ever eat canned chili? And then I went over to his house, and he made Skyline Chili Dogs. And I was like, well, this stuff is good. So he gave me a can, and I took it home, and I made four-way. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm. So good. I ate, like, a, two huge bowls of it watching a Patriots game. And then you tried to recreate it with Hormel, and it didn't work out? Yeah, I was just experimenting. Yeah. I only use Hormel in, like... You know, dip. Chili dogs. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. That's what canned chili exists for. But I'm telling you, man, Sky- anybody in Cincinnati that's listening to the show, send us Skyline Chili. <laughs> Please. Next week, uh show is sponsored by I, Skyline uh, Chili. I don't think I can we, do it. We need it. Why Why are you green screening a four-way behind <laughs> me right now? Right? Like, Are we, there pictures of that? I, I have this huge pile. Oh, there's pictures. Oh, there's pictures. Oh, this huge pile of pizza and chicken wings here that I'm just like not even gonna eat now because it's it's not it's Skyline not good enough. Four way. You know what we don't have? Cannolis. Yeah, well that that ship has sailed. It's sad. 
So we are, uh, we checked in with all the groups. We haven't heard from Kira, so I don't think she made it out there. Uh, she was trying to find somebody to go with her, which was the catch. Like, I oh. we did not want her going out alone, especially to that skim milk bridge area, because it's dangerous. Where is it? I don't know. Okay. Um, I think it's in Raynham. Okay. Right. It's probably, it's up on the map. I know that. So, uh, we will certainly follow up with her, though, and find out if maybe she did get to pop, pop in down there and, and maybe just couldn't connect with us. We are still broadcasting on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. You can see me standing up in front of the green screen while Matt's trying to find four-way pictures. Right. I know they're out there. There's got to be. So, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? This is what happens when you decide you're going to start the show early. Right. You literally just get goofy and run out of things. I was going to say, we're, we're tired, we're hungry. Been going nonstop uh, all day. Right. So, getting ready for the show. Did you even have a nap today? Uh, I, I had an accidental nap. <laughs> accidental nap. As long was, as it's not while you're driving, we're good. I didn't want to take one because I was like, oh, i got to be in the station early. And then, like, all of a sudden, I woke up and I was like, what? It's 6 o'clock. I was supposed mm. to leave at 6 o'clock. Right. So. It's a good thing you woke up. I'm not totally sure that I did. Imagine if this is all just a dream and you're dreaming about Skyline Chili. Oh, yeah. Uh, there it is. <laughs> oh, so there is beans in Skyline Chili. All right. I wasn't sure. All I remembered was just the very much pureed meat that's involved in it. Ew. It, uh, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't look that bad. Look at that. Oh. It, that looks disgusting. No it way. <laughs> yes. It looks like something I would make after a long night. <laughs> Throw together whatever you have in your right, cabinet. Because I've done that. We've all done that. Right. But if you can help it, no. That's that's when that's when food ingenuity is most born. <laughs> is when you get home, say after a long night of investigating yes. in the Bridgewater Triangle, mm-hmm. trying to at least keep somewhat of a theme going here, and you <laughs> go home and you're like, oh, I, I I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed, but I just gotta eat something first. And you open up the cabinets, and you have like a mixture of weird ingredients. Oh yeah, that's right. how the peanut butter and tuna sandwich was invented. That's no, disgusting. I'm, I'm just picking out two weird things. I called uh, my husband the other day while I was at home, and the your baby- first husband or your second one? <laughs> the second one, I like your him husband better. at the time. Um, and uh, I said that because I wasn't sure if he was I my know, boyfriend or my husband at the time. I, know, I, know, I, know. I wasn't sure if I was married yet. Um, but yeah, I called him up because the baby was napping and I couldn't go grocery shopping because I was stuck home. And I said, we have uh, noodles, cheese, and seven cookies in the house and I'm starving. And if I mix them together, I might barf. But I feel like you two might have done that. We could have found, found a way to make it work. Yep. They were the fudge striped cookies, the Keebler ones. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's both your appetizer and your dessert right there. Right. And then you just cover the... Cheese noodles? Yeah, cover the noodles and cheese. That's disgusting. A little salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, guys. But it worked. After seeing that that pile of stuff, I don't think I could trust your opinion. And you guys are professional cooks. Skyline chili, baby. Can't go wrong. We're gonna have to, somebody's gonna have to send us at least a can. We're gonna have to like put it out there. You on can order it media. online, but it's just expensive as hell. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you walk into this, like if you walk into a grocery store in Cincinnati, you can buy it on the shelf, mm-hmm. and it's like a buck or two bucks for a can of Skyline chili. But you try to order it, you can only get it from the website. From the restaurant website, mm-hmm. and it's like sixty bucks to order it. Really? Like, cause you're gonna buy like twelve cans of it. I was gonna say like a case or something. So, so you gotta put it out there. Anybody that lives in Cincinnati or near them. Anybody that just has access to Skyline Chili, I don't care how you get it. 
I don't care if it's something that you got for nefarious purposes. <laughs> Black market skyline. I, I don't show. care how it came. Go to be. reach in your grandmother's purse. Take out that skyline chili. <laughs> I don't even care. I, listen, I don't even care if it comes in a dented can. <laughs> Oh my god! I do not care if the can is dented because we all know <laughs> Matt knows what's coming. Is that a Henry Watermont? <clears throat> Henry Watermont buys dented cans. What is happening? That is the world's only George Gaines impression. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember George Gaines? No. You ever see Punky Brewster? Yeah, but it's been a long time. That was he was a dad on Punky Brewster. That's that's my impression of him. There's there's an episode where he. They find out that he what's, saves money by buying dented cans, and he what's, probably what's going on in the chat room. Are there everybody? They're still talking about Skyline Chili. Are they? Yep. Mine right, keeps freezing. Good. So, I wonder if Henry Warnemont ever tried Skyline Chili. Hmm. We're just going off the rails here. Ugh. This is this, this is the show that probably gets us kicked off the air. Oh yeah, it might. Tenth tenth anniversary already happened. This is the 10th anniversary of the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show, where what roughly 20 we're 26 episodes away from hitting 500. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the show no that thing. this is and the show that puts all of that like I think all, we're uh, less than 20 all of that people from uh, our thousand subscribers. Right, on we YouTube. are trying to hit the thousand subscriber mark on YouTube. We're almost there. Uh, we want people to to f- subscribe to us on YouTube. We want them to right. like us don't, on Twitter. Just don't talk about this particular show. Right. right. Or at least the last half of it. Yeah. The last half hour, things are going great when we were still talking about the Bridgewater Triangle. But as is wont to happen. Stephanie, look, we finally caught you in not a goofy pose. No, that's still pretty pretty goofy. But at least you're smiling and not like... Mm. Right. <laughs> Thank we, you. We have this... We, well, we do those football videos at the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's the running joke that like... Laurie, who does the videos with me, is like, why do you always, like, do the screen grab right with me making the stupidest face? And like, right. it's just automatic. Like, I don't do it. YouTube does it automatically. Uh, yeah, the the video awful. program does it automatically. So maybe the problem is just that you make too many dumb faces. Oh, my God. She she didn't like that answer. Probably not, no. But anyway. Good stuff. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are uh, still, uh, you know, dealing with the buffering. We apologize for that. It is the weather. It does look like it stopped raining, though, which is good for our groups that are out there. Uh, experiencing the Bridgewater Triangle for themselves tonight. just want to give a quick rundown of everybody that was involved and want to say thank you again to them. DLH Paranormal, they were out in the Freetown State Forest. Deb, Heather, Laura, Cindy, uh, you can follow them online at DLH Paranormal. If you go to any kind of social media, you'll find them there. Uh, Kira, who was trying to make it out to the Skim Milk Bridge, you can follow her at Spectral Whispers. Just don't take out, just leave the I out of Whispers. So at Spectral Whispers. And also follow her online at kiranormalactivity.com. You can read about her adventures there as well. Uh, thanks to Ross, Katie, Corey, and Julie who are out in the Hockamock Swamp. Thanks to Mark, Miranda, Deb, Nick, Chrissy, Kim, and even Dave, even though he didn't make it out there, he, he was originally out there before he had to leave, out there at Anawan Rock. And also thank you to Melody, Mindy, and Dave of Transcendental Truths, as well as Kim and Carolyn of the Old Bridgewater Historical Society who are out there at the Keith House in Bridgewater, which, by the way, we have an event on sale right now on SpookySouthCoast.com. 
Join us at the Keith House as well as three other awesome locations in Bridgewater, spooky South Coast. We talk about the Bridgewater Triangle every year. We send teams out to investigate the Bridgewater Triangle. Now it's your chance to join us coming up on November 5th. Tickets on sale now at SpookySouthCoast.com if you want to take part in that night with us. So that does it for this week's show. We will be back next week with another show. We will have one last live show in October before we start heading out there to events and where we'll start doing pre-recorded shows. So tune in then and follow us on social media all week long as we share some of the stuff from tonight. So until then, we want everybody to stay spooktacular.